Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What the fuck is up, y'all? What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. Uh, then we're going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. But first, Kamar, how was your week? You know, uh, thank you, Matt, for asking. Uh, welcome to new listeners and old listeners, and of course to the all the Patreons, my favorite people in the world. Um, I once was lost, but now I'm found. My cry for help was uh, heard, and I am now a member of Clubhouse. Oh, there you go. Are you going to invite us? I could if you guys want. I don't know if you guys wanted to be a part of it. Simon, you, you want to be in Clubhouse? First of all, anything that's exclusive, why would we not? Simon, I, I don't know. Any club that would have <clears throat> Kamara as a member, I don't want to be a part well, of. So, so there it is. Let's point out first, Joe went from like, I don't think I want to be a part of this to on it pretty much every day. What I realized the most interesting thing is, because it's hard to navigate a new thing. I, I actually shout out to Jeremy Rowe from Down Under. He's the one who invited me. Um... Oh, shout outs, Jeremy. It's not easy to like navigate. Well, you don't know what you're looking for, what you're trying to find. You know what I mean? But, um, but isn't there just groups? Like, like if Simon joined, isn't there an alien or a Bigfoot yeah, group? He yeah, could... there's tons of groups, but you got to go in and it seems like it's inconvenient because it's live. You know what I mean? Like you can't go back and listen to something, but it's like listen to podcasts where you can participate because you can ask a question. <laughs> so you're, you're more involved. Like it's more interactive. The, the one that got me is it was a FBI negotiator. Uh, fuck, Rick Cross or something like that, but it was super interesting. And then uh, he was just taking questions from anyone in the room. So if you had an interesting question. So how does it work, though? When you have a question, is there like a hand up thing yeah, and he exactly, picks you? Okay, exactly. gotcha. I understand that. There's rooms that are so big, though, that you, you probably won't get your question heard or whatever. And there's more of a discussion between two people or one person who's just fielding questions, but it's just that different interactive but i don't know like for you it'd be great because you're gaming you know what i mean having something in the background but it's like just that live thing is weird is it that you can't find your interests on there is that it like you can't find a group that at you want first i didn't know what i was looking for fair and, enough and then it, what happens is you fall enough people and then you start getting notifications of like oh, in one hour is, this one's gotcha. gonna come on okay. so i mean at first i was like it was just the exclusive thing i just want to be a part of it but now I've seen it's actually kind of cool and the interactive thing. And I also just want to give a um, shout out to uh, remotepostcard.com. Uh, anyone, if you want to send any photo you have to anyone in the world, go to remotepostcard.com. This first week of March, you get 20% off. It's a good deal helping a small business. In I can Pembroke. see, I can actually see Simon's disgust through the plastic. <laughs> but it's super cool and support us by supporting people we know and love. Uh, but yeah, getting into Clubhouse felt so yep. cool. So that was your week? And of course, the Floribama shore. I'm ashamed to say. Yeah, I wouldn't talk about it. No. <coughs> Simon, how was your week? Um, my week was... Okay, Matt, thank you. 
You cut, I, cut oh, your hand yes, open pretty I bad. You don't want to discuss my, that. Yeah, yeah, right. What right. the hell's going on with this guy? I, I cut my hand open on with an exacto blade, seven stitches. What the fuck? Oh, did, I, you didn't know this, Kay? I'll show you. My well, I can cut. see the white thing behind it's, the plastic it's, curtain. It's uh, about uh, three and a half inches long, and uh, yeah. It, it just was really bad. But you were irresponsible. I was stupid. I was thinking about something else. And the next thing I knew. You weren't wearing gloves. Single bango. <laughs> so anyways, um, I had to go to the hospital. Do you think gloves would have helped him? Simon, do you think gloves would have helped Gloves would have helped. It still would have cut me because the blade was so sharp. Super but I, sharp, I, yeah. I feel like you're cutting something with your. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I was just wondering. I don't even thought. know how it happened to tell you the truth. But uh, it happened. Anyways, um, so I had to go to the hospital. And this is where the fucking moronacy begins, okay? So it's it ended up being a seven-hour wait. An hour for each stitch. An hour for each stitch. Thank you, Matt. Um, so I went in there, triple masked, by the way. Um, <laughs> I get to... Makes sense. You get to the intake, like right as you walk in the door. Yeah. And You're at the Civic, obviously. This is the Civic. Shouldn't yeah. have gone there. Um they give you like a 14 point question thing. You know, you, you, yeah. you're answering a lady. They're asking you all sorts of normal COVID questions. And then once you've passed that, you're allowed to go to the, like the other line to check in before you sit in the waiting room. Okay. So answered those questions, went to the door. They pretty much ask you the same questions and then they admit you. Um, the waiting room is so jam packed with people. There is nowhere to sit. So I, Got a wheelchair and I rolled it to like. Uh, How is the fucking Civic that busy? It's crazy. An empty doorway, Matt, like way down the hall to yeah. try and stay away from all the, you know, COVIDness. Anyways, um, then I had to come back after they told me I couldn't be in the hallway. So they made me go back to the waiting room. And as I'm there, I'm listening to people checking in, yeah, answering the questions at the first place. And then this girl gets to the second window and I hear her say, yeah, I had COVID three months ago and I've never felt better and blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, fuck this. <coughs> and I went up to some nurse and I said, look, this is insane. Where's um, my vaccine? I said, look, just tell me when I should come back and I'll come back. And she said, okay, well, I can see you're not going to be seen until at least six o'clock. So I was like, fine, no problem. This is after two and a half hours of waiting. I just went home. Came back at six. They said, yeah, it's going to be another hour. I said, yeah, here's my phone number. I'm out in my car. Call me. But and you were in your car. You went home. No, I for the last hour, I just sat in the car. That was pretty nice of them to do. Most well, of the time, they'd be like, go fuck yourself. They so. should do that. Though. Listen, this is what I'm getting to, guys. They said sorry, sorry. I had to like, I, I, I had to become like angry, which, Irate, they, which yeah. they hate. Yeah. But I was like, this doesn't make any sense. She said, oh, we can't just call everyone. I said, you're already calling my name over the loudspeaker. I'm yep. asking you to add seven digits, you know, like <laughs> you're like already I using like your voice. <clears throat> Anyways, the lady ended up being really sweet. It still took way too long. They have no COVID protocol there at all. There were people puking in the hallways. Like it was crazy, man. It was like you know, it's Armageddon. You know, right? <laughs> Yeah, I know, Maddie, but if you're showing any COVID-related symptoms, they should have a whole separate ward, a whole separate intake. Or and if like, you're super paranoid. Dude, there were... Shut up. 
Kamara. There are old ladies, <laughs> Maddie, there are old ladies waiting there for seven hours to be seen by a doctor that cannot be good. There's a better way to do this. And I demonstrated it. But first of all, let me explain to you the big issue. Okay, yours falls under emergency. You have a big gash in your hand. You can't just go to your doctor at whatever time it was. You have to make it. So you have to go there. I mean, you might have gone to a clinic and maybe they could have done it fine. But most people, what I've realized is most people go to emergency for non-emergency shit. Because, and that's what because it's free. But it, your doctor's free. Uh, I mean, if there was just some sort of deterrent that, you know, if you go to emergency, Kamar, I don't want a deterrent. What I should what, what they should do is screen you and they should say this is not an emergency. You have to make an appointment with your doctor. They don't do that, though. The problem also is that there aren't enough doctors like I was on like a one year list to get a fucking. Uh, so this is where the debate goes to, because we always talk about how like uh, the U.S. system is like crazy because you got to pay. But if you have a good job, you have insurance. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you probably get better service. Sure. I'm just curious, though. They took care of him for free. He waited yeah. seven hours. And if if he was in the States sure. and had a good job, I would have paid. his insurance would have paid for it, and they would have done him in five minutes. Exactly. Okay. That's not a better system, though. I, I don't know. It, it's not good for everyone. I know. I've been in a coma. That would have cost my family a million plus dollars. Not if you had great insurance. Okay, but what? Okay, Kamar. Like SAG, anyone in SAG, they always say they have they have really good insurance. But guess what? You right now would have tear. You would have no insurance. Yes, and that's like when they talk about affordable health care for all that. It's like sixty million Americans who they're actually worried about because everyone else has insurance. And then what if? But you forget that you pay a deductible on that insurance, and like it's not just you act as if your your employer and, just takes and, care of your and insurance. We pay more taxes to support the health care. So I just wonder if say. If I didn't have to pay those taxes on my paycheck, um, could I pay for private insurance? I, I don't know. You guys I, are I, missing the point. I'm not complaining about waiting seven hours. I'm complaining about how nobody is worried about fucking COVID. The COVID protocol. But, but this Simon, is this stupid. is the problem is they are. That's why if you would, if you look 100 yards from where you were admitted, they have that giant dome that they've built that's specifically that for... That thing is not built yet, and it's But my it's point is, is it takes time. Like... You know, I, I get what you're saying. It's been a year. We're not China. We don't build things overnight. Well, fuck. Come on. Okay, listen. You're, you're. I, I'm not sure that you're on the right. Side but I think we are in agreement. Well, yeah, because I'm not in agreement with you. Well, no. I mean, really, it takes longer than a year. No, that's bullshit, man. They only started building that thing like f two months ago. We've been in lockdown for how long? Where they've like, no, that that's crazy. But you I think we're in agreement like that. that you should be able to say, okay. Here's my number. Some sort of page system. You have to be uh, 15 minutes away from the hospital or and something. And wait, let's back up a second too. So my injury needed seven stitches that could have been done in five minutes. They knew exactly what was wrong with me. And that could have been sorted out right away. I didn't need tests. I didn't need this. I didn't need that. Yeah, but it's called triage. <laughs> well, well, I'm just sorry. I'm, that's what it's important. They're saving. That's what I'm saying. It's unfortunately that's what triage is about, and that's how they run the fucking system. I, I get it, Simon. You I, cut yourself worse, Simon. Simon. I completely understand what you're saying. In a world where there's 50 doctors there, which there aren't, you should just they should just usher you in right away, stitch you up, and get you on your way. I'm I'm not in disagreement with you. I'm just saying I understand the way triage works. It's you're not a high priority, but you also understand, just like Kamar said, that healthcare here in our country is free, but it's not free. Like, well, nothing is free. They're just getting you on the other end. 
Yeah, sure. But saying they're getting you on the other end, like there are a ton of people in the States that don't go to the doctor. Period. There are tons of Canadians that don't go to the yeah, doctor. Yeah, but that's by choice. They're not going to the doctor because they can't afford it. And there's a big fucking difference there. If you if you choose, if you're like, I don't want to go to the doctor, I don't like doctors, I don't that's one thing. That's you fine. That's your prerogative. Healthcare seems more civilized. I just wonder. But you can't wonder. Like, think about it. All I say is this the states, every other country in the world, every other developed country in the world has some form of universal basic income. And they're all doing better than the states. Now, if you ask an American, they're going to say, no, we're the best country in the world. But look at like all the things that make a country great. And the U.S. is like 45th in all of them. Not to say we're high in any of them, but. The newest debate is dental. Do you think that falls under healthcare? It 100% should fall under healthcare. What are you fucking nuts? No, I'm, I'm not even arguing. I, I'm just saying. No, that I'm saying to anyone that thinks it should. Every time the election comes up, they talk about it. Do you I, know I, how much your, your dental health affects the rest of your health? It's insane. And yeah, for sure. What do you think, Simon? It's a weird separation. I think dental should be covered, and I don't think you should have to wait six years or <laughs> 12 hours to make that fucking happen, man. No, I'll, I think if there was some system, because I've gone there and done the six-hour wait for what ends up being four minutes of actual procedure, whatever it is, the phone call thing, be within a half hour of the hospital. I, I think that'd be a nice, Listen, they don't do that. I've been on both sides of this thing, meaning, you know, shitty little injuries, but also prolonged injuries where I've gotten the runaround. Like our system is majorly flawed. So I'm not in debate that um, healthcare should be free. I think that the top priority of any nation is to take care of its own. And I've said that many times, but we have a serious problem here, man. Like, uh, but wait, are you saying that because you problem. wait, because you had to wait seven hours, that's what you're irate about? No, I'm irate at the, fact the protocol that they can't at the, get hospital, the protocol for COVID. Like it's brutal, man. It he is did not feel like brutal. the measures were taken to protect people in the hospital. And, I, think, I think that's what I'm and, and I get it, but it's like the same argument for the old age homes right from the start. It was, these are the people we have to protect and then no protection. I'm just lost because two months ago you were on the side of like, this thing probably isn't real. He's now you're in a, it. now you're in a, it doesn't matter. You err on the side of caution, Fair. whether I believe it or you believe it or anyone believes it. It's in our best interest to just operate like it is real. And sometimes you flip and sometimes you flop. I got to ask, could you not have driven 45 minutes to Smith Falls and gotten taken care of right away? I didn't know how bad the injury was, man. I didn't know if I was going to bleed out. I had fucking paper <laughs> towel. Dude, it was, I was gushing blood. But like, when the hospital says seven hours, they I, know that you're not in. By that time, I was already in there. I don't know, man. I didn't really think it was going to be ever fucking done that? seven have hours. Have I ever done what? Gone to Smith Falls? Yeah. It's much faster. That's my new trick. Just drive to Smith Falls. It's going to, look, it's going to be an hour and a half both ways. You're going to save all that time regardless. Well, and I'd rather be driving than sitting in, in a fucking COVID incubator. Kamar, think about it. The emergency at Smith Falls never has more than like a person or two at it. And usually they're like from Ottawa. Anyways, oh. this is so boring. We got into an argument in our opening. Uh, We're already 15 minutes we, in. We haven't we talked about it. don't Joe. even know how uh, your week was, Matt. Oh, whatever. I played the stock market and had a fucking roller coaster of a week. Let me just say this. The way I'm doing this is gambling. This isn't playing the market. What I'm doing right now currently is gambling. What's easier though, <clears throat> the amounts you're working with, if you're able to buy a million of something and then that doubles two days later, that's real money. You know what I mean? The point of investing though is not to double your money overnight. The point of investing is long-term gains. And over take it, leave it in, take it, that's leave it. it in. Like Kamar, if you have a million dollars, let's say you had a million dollars right now, you could put it in uh, like a high yield dividend. Like you could just invest in dividend stocks. 
high yield, low yield, doesn't matter. You're going to make $40,000 of passive income a year. And then if you leave that in there, just compounds and compounds. And that's the real goal of investing. But does it get taxed? Well, this is the thing. If you have a TFSA in Canada, right now you could put 70. Listen to you in all these fucking terms. What does that mean? Dude, it's a tax-free savings account. Okay. So as of right now. <laughs> you need savings. Well, yeah, but let's say you hit a big. <laughs> Touche. Let's say you hit a big tomorrow, Kamar. Let's say you made 100 grand tomorrow. You can put $75,500 of that money into your TFSA. And then any money that that makes is tax-free until you pull it out. Why can't I put the whole 100000 in? You'll be taxed because the, so the tax-free part of it, they, they just, it goes up incrementally every year. So since its introduction, you're now at 75500 It'll probably go up six grand next year, five grand. It, it, it changes incrementally. So send, you, send us that Bitcoin, guys. Yeah, Listeners. there you go. No, Bitcoin dropped heavily this week. Anyway, I also got a tattoo. My week was wild. You got a tattoo? Yeah, I got the two angry guys from the Muppets on my uh No, you here. didn't. Yeah, I did, yeah. I don't believe you. I think you're totally being honest. Uh, yeah, you got to show it. Well, I'm, the cam- <laughs> no, the camera's on. You want me to okay, I have well, to take I, my we'll, pants we'll off. We'll do it at halftime or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll show you at halftime. I can't believe you did that. That's so cool. Yeah. You guys are going to hate me. I also forgot for the uh, remote postcard. It's fun. 21 is a promo code. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy. Waldorf and Stadler. Send your yeah, memories. Waldorf and Stadler, Simon. You got it. But you made it look like it's big. It is. It's from there to there. And it costs $1,000. The tattoo? Yeah. No, it was five fifty. Where, I, I, where I did you know. go? Barnstormer. Shout out to Glenn and Dan. Nice. Glenn Glenn Parody. Yeah. Your well, friend didn't do it? Dan, he's he's tattooing fucking Yeah, I bet he'll do it for free. No, he won't. <laughs> he's charging right now. No, no. I'm that, pretty that, sure he is. That reminds you of the King no, of Brooklyn or Dan whatever. Dan is looking is for all willing models okay. to test his wares. And so if anybody in Ottawa wants a tattoo, a free from tattoo, an apprentice, mm-hmm. yeah, Danny's your man. You know what I was thinking, Simon? You know uh, those two triple bogey shirts, the one with the bombers or the um, birds? I know them. I, I, I think I want to get one of those, the bombers or the birds on my shoulder. And Danny would be the perfect guy to do that. Well, not yet. Right now, he only has like 10 designs that he's allowed to do, I think. Yeah. So, so you got to pick from one of those. And it's just simple line work. It's all dicks. Yeah, it's all penises. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just all, shafts. It's all Calvin <laughs> pissing on it's whatever. Just, insert word here. <laughs> it's just dicks. Well, look into that, though. That's very interesting. All right. Well, let's actually do the show. God, um, this was brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Well, whatever. Some people like us shooting the shit. Some people hate it. It is what it is. Uh, you want to go over the guest tomorrow real quick? I like catching up with you guys. Oh, wait. Yeah. First, no, no. First, you got to go over the Patreons. There were no new Patreons this week. Wow. That's all right, though. Shout That's out to right. everyone on the Patreon, though. We've only lost one patron in February, which I think is our best. Now that I've said that, there's going to be a swath of them tomorrow. Well, they, well yeah. We just, I'm still on the Patreon. <laughs> but no, I, I say every week. I love you all, Patreons. Yeah, much like, love. More than any other person in my life. So I'm doing taxes right now, and I was going through just real quick all the patrons. I'm like, dude, I didn't realize we have patrons. We have a patron in Estonia. Shout out Estonia. SC, SC, yeah. Population one million. Really, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and Benoit Junghands sent me an audio clip of how to say his name. So we'll have to do that for the post show. Remember, you couldn't say his name. No, I think I said it right. <laughs> okay, I think we'll he, see. I think he sent that clip to say I was spot on. Yeah, a wild week. More MMAs than episodes. Yeah, boo. is 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 it a boo or is it a is well, it boo words? Listen, are we happy about that? I don't care one way or the other. I find it very odd that we were like so steadfast because there hadn't been one for months. Did he forget he was doing MMAs? I don't know. I, I, I can't. That's always just toying with the idea that oh yeah, he used to do MMAs, but but that's it. So three this week and two last week. That's five MMAs in two weeks. Maybe like, it was a Spotify thing. They were like, hey, 
What happened to the MMA? This is how it was over there. That's Maybe. how it should be over here. We don't want to change anything. I think it was more just a COVID, COVID sort of... Uh, there's, there are no fighters were coming in or traveling anywhere. You don't know what? He might be right, too. They might have had a, a UFC protocol in place. Because I know Dana was super fucking uppity about that so shit. in any event as there was five uh joe rogan podcasts this week there's only two that we cover because we don't cover mmas um to the chagrin as the negranu one in ganu negranu <laughs> is a someone say his name because i said it and Fra- fucked francis francis in ganu francis in ganu which is a compelling great podcast uh that aside this week we start off with 1611 freddie gibbs and brian moses to my chagrin and then we ended the week with uh, Christmas came only for Simon, 1612, Robert Bigelow. Does it sound like a poor name? Bob Bigelow, for sure. This is Deuce Bigelow. Bob Bigelow. Bob Bigelow. Male Gigolo. And uh, the Space Pimp. They have a real thing going <laughs> oh, on. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did listen to a bit of the Dustin one. It's probably worth listening to. I mean, I, w- I will say this. If you're into MMA, all three of them are great fighters and probably worth listening to. I didn't get to the... Uh, I didn't get to all of them, but I will. What would we have done if he just had three MMAs? Uh, that's a great question. Let's tackle that bridge when we get to it. We'll do. We'll yeah. Do. Uh, you want to rate the week? Let's start with you, Kamar. <sighs> this was a tough one because uh, Joe pissed me off a bit. and A bit? Oh. There's one guest that I don't think should have been there. Is that Freddie Gibbs? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll give it. A, I'll give it three and a half. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. And yeah, I don't know what to do here. Um, the episode you guys think I'm gonna like, I hated. Oh, I know why. I, I think I hated it for the exact same yeah, reason. I know you did. I, I hated it. Didn't hate it. Sorry. I'm gonna. I'm no. It, it, you had an expectation and things you imagine you could have got out of it, and you got zilch. None. I'm gonna. But you, Go ahead, Simon. No, 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 please. No, no, please finish. No, I was just going to say I'm done having expectations for rappers coming on because it's not their lane. It's not the right, you know what I mean? It is what it is. It's fine. Go ahead, Simon. What do you rate it? So I'm going to give one episode a uh, one and a half. Yep. And I'm going to give the other episode a two and a half. Are you asking me what the math is on that? Just do the math. It's two. Perfect. Wow. Uh, I'm shocked. Yeah, shocked. listen, I am uber shocked too, Kamar. But just I'm wait, not. Wait, I know why he. D- I know why he didn't like Robert Bigelow. Oh yeah, we're here to find that out. You're gonna get an earful. We're gonna. Okay, excellent. Très interesting. All right, well, let's start the show. What number, Kamar? Freddie Gibbs, Brian Moses, sixteen eleven. Freddie Gibbs from Gary, Indiana. Yep, yeah, birthplace of Michael Jackson. Also, one of the worst places in the states, and I'm not being a dick. No, like it, a hard. Done, it is like a done, really blue collar, dangerous fucking place. And, Super dangerous. And Brian uh, Moses. Now, this was a weird one because I don't need Brian Moses on the show. <laughs> well, no, but would you have been fine with Brian Moses alone? Sh- sure. No. So no. let me just clarify. He's been on. He's been on. Let me Has clarify yes. something here for myself. Brian Moses is the roast master guy. Yes. Roast Battle. He started so Roast Battle. So he has put on some substantial poundage. I hardly recognized him. I don't I, know. I, I, physically, I, I don't know. I don't have we, a body Hold on. Shape. Let me ask you this. Are you saying that because he's been on and we've done this episode? Like we've done Brian Moses before? Yes, really? We have. Yeah, we, he's been on. We've done him. Nice Weird. guy. Um, but he, he's a, I'm, I'm going to sound racist, but he's a well-spoken individual. And he like 
because of Freddie, he was trying to sometimes get hoodish. Did you notice that? I felt like Joe was doing that far more well, than yes. Brian Moses. Agreed. Joe said, "Do you know? You know what I'm saying? Like Joe, an obscene amount Joe of times. Is like a, uh, a sort chameleon. Of a chameleon. Yes. Exactly. So well, he, he's just going to. I adapt. still don't give him the pass for that. I mean, I'm sure Kamara is going to talk about this, but at one point, um, Freddie Gibbs. Uh, says he's going to kill that lady. He can't kill the government. <laughs> Anyways, Joe was like, yeah, okay, we're about to get canceled. Now. <laughs> um, yeah, like it felt like it was Brian Moses, Joe podcast with Freddie Gibbs on the side. Yeah, even though he was in the hot seat. Even though he's in the hot seat. And it, it first of all, it started off with the uh, William Randall Hearst story. Can, oh, I know. can somebody give me some background on uh, Freddie Gibbs before we start? So, Simon, remember that video I showed you of the guy rapping with his kid on his lap? Yes. That's Freddie Gibbs. Okay. So, Freddie Gibbs, uh, I'd say like around 2010, 2011, he was big in with Young Jeezy. They had a falling out. They had a beef. And then around, I'd say 2012, he really became like a, like a well-known name in underground hip-hop. And right now, as of right this second, I will say he's the hardest working person in hip-hop. And I would say he's arguably the best MC in hip hop right now, maybe behind Kendrick. He's totally self-made, like one hundred percent, not an industry plant anyway. Does it shape make, or form? Does it make sense that he would be on Rogan? Like, uh, I get why no. the Ghetto Boys are on. This, I get, you this, know what I mean. So this is what I was gonna get at: is Freddie Gibbs to me doesn't fall under the like. I think he's an incredible talent, a crazy rapper. He re he's released. I think I did the math. It was seven albums in the last seven years. So he's averaging an album a year, which is fucking bananas. And it's not like mumble rap or like no, no, no. Uh, he's a he's a very good derivative. No, no, no. I I could I've heard some people say he's like a one dimensional. Um, but for me, I look at it like this: if you can rip that one dimension, I don't give a fuck. So, so the baby's like that. Everyone just has their flow and their style. But I'm I, this is what I thought. Kamar was I was like this guy's too. He's he's like having the RZA on. I get because for me, Joe has he has to know who Wu Tang is. He has to. Let me give you a good example. He goes, Freddie, and I love that Freddie Gibbs called him on this. He goes, I was listening to you during my workout today, and man, that shit rocks. And he goes, oh, yeah? What song? And Joe just goes, uh, I don't know, all of them. It was the iTunes Essentials. I, I Listen, I get it. I give him credit. At least he listened to some I of his music. Just, I think there's more of just a promo big up sort of way to in, make it seem natural. My point, though, was to strengthen your point, Kamar, that he was clearly there as like a side note. Like I think he was like Brian Moses was like, hey, I'm going on Joe Rogan. This doesn't make sense to me. Because there's no way, there's no fucking way Joe Rogan knows who Freddie Gibbs is. No way. No, no, I, he he shouldn't. And so if Brian Moses isn't there, it would be a great opportunity for him to find out who Freddie Gibbs is. Now, that's not to say before or after they have more of a conversation, get to know him. But I was, I don't know who Freddie Gibbs is. Let me just say this. I thought Freddie Gibbs was going to duff Brian Moses out in the first five minutes, and I'll tell you why. Duff him out. Knock him out. Like an altercation? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, just hear me out. So Freddie Gibbs last year spent six months in a Swiss prison. For uh, rape. Yeah, well, or, uh, alleged. He got uh, off. Pardon, pardon me. Yeah. Uh, the point being, though, is Brian Moses, as like a, they were talking about something early on, and he was like, well, it's like if you raped a woman. Like if you raped a woman, that was it. They were talking about gun violence versus, and he was like, and I was like, what a terrible... Because you could see Freddie clammed up immediately and was like, why well, you got to bring a woman rape right away? You know I mean? like, well, it's interesting then they said you got to be a friend to throw someone under the bus. Um, uh, but 
every time Freddie tried to talk about something, I feel like he got cut off. Like he was trying to talk about his charges and it kept getting, like I don't know if he wanted to talk about the thing, but it just kept getting sidelined and it felt like Joe was displaying his knowledge to Freddie. Because obviously he knows Brian. Yeah. They, they have a rapport. They, they know each other. And he, it just, it was a weird flex. Uh, Freddie's incorrect. There is cocaine in Australia. Or there was cocaine when I was there. And remember, I think his point was that it's not like, they label it as cocaine, but that's probably not what you're getting. I think it was his point. Maybe I misread it. But we know those girls got, uh, were tra- trafficking like 60 keys to um, Australia. How could there be no coke in Australia? There is. He, I, come on. <coughs> come, come on. Or, what I was going to say is this, Simon. I would assume, though, that if if you're getting cocaine in Australia, like uncut coke, it's probably through the roof expensive. Oh, no. It was very expensive when I was living in Australia. <coughs> I bet. Far more expensive than it was here. Yeah. Like, premium. But, yeah, anywhere, anything, it, it, it exists for well, sure. Well, I mean, that's just how um, hard it is to get stuff, right? Like, I remember being in... New York or whatever, and a service having um, weed the same price as other hard drugs, just because of the scarcity, I guess, to get good chronic in but the I city. F- I don't know. I felt like Freddie Gibbs was saying hard fact: there is no cocaine in Australia, and that's just not true. Um, and then I thought it was sort of callous when they were shitting on the people who died of monoxide poisoning in Texas. Yeah, you know, people were like uh, sitting in their car or whatever, like. It, they didn't use common sense or whatever, but it was it was sort of like the fact that they, they later on in the podcast said, could you believe people were callously like shitting on Texas for not being prepared for this thing? So you guys did that 10 minutes ago. Yeah, it just seemed like there was a bit of a lack of a self-awareness. I think you forget too that common sense tends to go out the window during like a... When you freeze an emergency. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? You just, you tend to panic fucking... Panic goes in and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm glad they're recovering and stuff. But... Um, oh, they died. Oh, Texas is recovering. Sorry, I meant those people are dead. On a whole, no, no, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a tragedy. I, but I, I, I guess, I mean, if you don't have power, I don't know what you do. But I, I think, like, uh, remember in Fargo, the guy has the, they have the stove open in the cabin. When they said that, listen, when I lived in New York, I sat with the stove open all the fucking it, time. It's a thing to do. All the time. Yeah. We do it at the cottage all the time. Like, you wake up in the morning, you start a fire, you open the stove. I can't tell you how many times I was sitting in front of the stove in my little hallway just reading lines over and over again, praying. Because I had 20-foot ceilings. It didn't make sense. I had a 400-square-foot apartment with 20-foot ceilings. So you got to loft that up. You should have been building up, up, man. (laughs) Listen, Bill said it when Bill... Because my mom moved me in. And then when Bill got there, Bill was like, fuck, I could have built you like... If I had known, we could have built you something out here. But whatever. I want to put my bed right now on uh, cinder block so I get another couple feet of storage space. What did Kramer (laughs) say? Levels. Uh, levels, levels, Jerry. <laughs> levels, levels. Uh, then they they talked about um, a sort of an interesting. Uh, Cam uh, Newton got in a fight with a little kid who was saying he's washed up, or whatever. Yeah. And like, like brush it off. But how? What do you mean got in a fight? He didn't get in a fight. He was at training camp, and this like fifteen year old was chirping him. Just like, say you're, you're washed up, you're, you're done. Washed or whatever, and, and he entertained him where you're not supposed to. But, like, say 13-year-old Mike Tyson, are you not going to, if he attacks you, like, I can't fight you because you're too, you know what I mean? Because you're saying, at uh, what age do you, you strangle a kid? Or uh, Are you asking if a 13-year-old kid punched me? Would I hit him back? Yeah, who do you want to yeah. fight, Kamara? What's no, going no on? No one, no <laughs> one. Is there is there a right or wrong? That's what they're saying. Like, there's. It's funny you mention that because last summer at Kettleman's, I 
I was an inch away from ragdolling this like 14 year old kid. And then my better senses hit me. And I was like, what am I doing here? I was like, I'm an adult. Like I just, you know how you still feel 20 sometimes? Like it's a size thing then. What do you mean? Well, if you feel threatened, I think that if he's bigger than you and you actually think he can do you damage. But he's 11 years him. old. And how do you know he's 11? Did you ask to see his ID before you knocked him out? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't ever want to fight anyone. It's just uh, a weird thing. Like, um, It's crazy how fights used to happen, though, but amongst kids and stuff. You know what I mean? And of course, no one cards anyone. Well, they of course not. Well, because you all assume you're the same like age. Fights still happen. Run the same I'm groups, sure. and then most, not as much as they did when we were young. I don't think. Then uh, w- another problem with this podcast I found was it divulged into boxing too much. Oh, a lot. Yeah, a lot of boxing. I thought there was no reason for uh, maybe Freddie Gibbs an avid guy, but uh, Brian Moses is a comedian. I, I just didn't see. Joe loves to talk about the fighting, and I swear to God, I saw a clip on uh, one of the MMAs, and it was the exact same conversation. See, my thing is, I feel like lately when Joe has, I, f- I feel like there's flags that go up when Joe's kind of lost for conversation. And like Tyson and the table is is one. Uh, William Randolph Hearst tends to be one. There's like a few things that when they come up, I'm like, oh, this is going to be 20 minutes of fucking, they have nothing to talk about. But usually stuff comes out of that. You know what I mean? Like they veer off into something a little fucking. But uh, then there was a point where uh, Brian Modis, Moses apologized to old heads who might not think Mike Tyson wasn't the... But I think everyone agrees Mike Tyson was just the fiercest. Like if you have anyone in their prime, because that's always the argument, right? But Mike Tyson was just something else. Well, the difference to me was like, it It seemed like... Uh, it just seemed like Mike Tyson wanted to kill you. And, and he was just so thick. Like, that, yeah. And it's not like, well, uh, J- Joe Jackson, I just think he, that is definitely the most ferocious fighter there ever was in, in, in the, in the uh, sport of boxing. Dude, when he threw a punch, the intention behind it was like so ugly. Whereas everyone else, not everyone, like George Foreman threw some fucking, with he, some intent too. He to, made but, grown men look scared. Yeah. Did anybody watch that Lennox Lewis documentary? No. On what? On Lennox Lewis? No, on what? <laughs> On, on what um, platform Net- channel? Netflix. No. Or, no, no, on Crave, maybe. On Lennox Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. I mean, he was he was such a great boxer, and he's like, the guy gets no love at all. He's not even in conversations, and he's the, I think he held the belt for the longest period of time or defended it the most, or he has all sorts of... Yeah, the reason is, though, is like, if you, let's say you defend it and no one can remember anyone you defend it against. No, but he did. He fought all sorry. He fought the Klitschko's. He fought. I think both of them, didn't he? I I think it was just. I I don't know that. Again, his style wasn't. It was just boring. Super exciting or whatever. He did his job. He wasn't out there biting people's ears. He wasn't out there threatening to kill anybody's children. He just went out there and defended. And I thought there was a Canadian connection. He he's is. Cana- well, that's well, he's, what I, he's, he, born, he's a turncoat. He was born. Yeah. He was, born he was supposed to fight I was just for the say, Canadian team. I was just going to say, I hate these because we do this often where we're like, fastest man in the world, Canadian, Donovan Bailey. You know, and it's like, he's yeah. Jamaican. Yeah, well, that's it. It's like, come on, guys. What are, we, what are we doing here? No, no, but he is like, he. Lennox Lewis was not born in Canada. No, I, let, I think Lennox Lewis fought for the Canadian boxing team. Yeah. And then right before the Olympics decided to switch to the English boxing team. Or, maybe. I don't or remember. vice versa. I don't remember. I think he came to us. I thought he fought for maybe, us. Maybe he came to us. Maybe it was the other way around because he couldn't get on. I, I don't remember. I don't, I don't fucking know. 
And then uh, Joe started talking about people who reach a level of just the highest proficiency. Yeah. And he was talking about like Michael Jordan or Richard Pryor. And I'm wondering, like, whatever it is, whatever art form or sport or whatever, if they will discover a common theme, like through CRISPR or something, that all these people have. There's a gene in there, like a common. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Or is it just like what what gives them the the drive to just be the best at that? You you know what I mean? And, And they really drive society as, as as we know it like as inspiration or what is possible that negotiator i was talking about talked about michael jordan how he visualized everything like winning games and just like the mindset i think is 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 the uh is is a huge thing that besides the training and the exercising and the workout but what is that is it taught is it like i i don't know it just it made me think about that I think it's mostly, if you want my answer, I think it's mostly, uh, I think the drive, honestly, for those people, most of the time comes from spite. Yes, the chip on the shoulder. Yeah, someone slighted them somewhere, and then forever they were like, fuck this. Because I, I, like, not that I'm successful at all, but I have that. Like, there's people, I have a laundry list of people. But it's not working for you. Oh, my story's not done yet. Yeah. Um, But that makes sense with Chappelle. We got 20,000 people listening to this. It's better than it was two years ago. That makes sense with Chappelle because he's got the chip on his shoulder. I think there are two different types of um, really successful people, though. There are like the geniuses out there who don't have to work at it. They're just amazing at that thing that they're amazing at. Yeah. There's also that type of person like Joe who is just so disciplined that they can overcome it's like the 10,000 hours, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're willing to put 10,000 hours into something, chances are you're going to become really, really proficient at that thing. I don't know if you're going to become like genius caliber. Maybe you need to be born with that. But I, I truly believe that anybody can like... Excel at anything? At, maybe not at anything, but at something. You just have to put the work into it. And And I'm not saying that I have. I'm terrible at shit like that. But look, like... If you're good at something, pick whatever it is, okay? I'm a good tennis player. If I had decided, like, I'm going to work 10 hours a day for the next 20 years, this is when I was young, at being a tennis player, I probably could have done something. I wouldn't have been, like, a, you know, Federer or whatever. But, like, I just think you can make yourself good at things. I've seen lots of people do it. But there's probably an ideal window, like, say, from 16 to 26 or whatever, where you will get the best results if you apply yourself in that time. Yeah, probably. You know, like if I try to be a tennis player 10,000 hours from now, if I had the means, I couldn't. No, but if you decided you wanted to be like an artist, Kamar, let's yes. say, you know, that something that didn't require uh, physical strength because yeah. you're old and slow, but if... It, I could learn how to paint and be but, a good painter. I, think, but here's a I good, think so. But here's a good point. So I was saying this yesterday at the tattoo shop. I told Glenn, I was like, I got to tell you something about Dan here. I've known Dan since we were in like grade eight. And in grade nine, Dan decided out of the blue, he's like, I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to start doing graffiti. Oh, really? He didn't do anything before that? No, no. He just read a lot of comic books, according to him. So I remember I said to him, I was like, show me something. Like, draw me some graffiti or something. And he did like a piece. And I'll never forget it. It's still etched in my mind. I looked at him and I said, this is terrible. Don't do this. Stop now. And... In his defense, like he just kept at it, and you can see the progression. Like he just kept fucking going. Well, um, Drew is a great example. Like, 
just works so hard, you know, and he's an amazing painter. I think the and other he thing put the hours in. He there's no doubt about that. I think there's something we're missing too, and that is um I think the true key, Kamar, is having one single passion and drive. Yes. I think a lot of us get mixed up. I'm super guilty of this. Like I have a lot of different things I I enjoy doing and that I, you know, want to excel in, but because I can't pick one and just fucking hammer it down. I'm like mediocre at all it's of it. It's like too many irons in the fire Precisely. cool down the fire. Yeah, it, it yeah, it don't it genuinely like let's say I wanted to let's say I photos for example. Like if I really wanted to be an incredible photographer, I could I should probably just go out every single day and take hundreds of photos nonstop for the next 10 years. But then that would be like, well what about all the other things I'm interested in, you know what I mean? Like even the podcast like I want to I want to get better at editing. I want to learn like all the ins and outs of editing, you know, the audio, this, that, and the next. I applied for Lex's job. You did? Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm glad I brought it up. Never going to get it, but whatever. Still, you know, I was just too honest. Well, who knows? Maybe maybe that's well, what he wants. If that doesn't work with Lex, then who does it Did you tell him you believe in the, the one-inch punch or the death touch? Oh, I forgot. Uh. <laughs> that was so long ago. Well, I was just thinking about that because I know I was trying to be a comedian and I still feel like a comedian. You know what I mean? But I don't know. There wasn't a point. I just kept doing it. It wasn't like uh, Monday I wasn't, Tuesday I was. But see, you're a good example. Like, I did a stand-up show before you, and then I just never kept at it. And then I watched you, and I was like, fuck, if I just kept doing it. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. Proof in the pudding. Um, but did you, you just decided at some point that you felt like you were a comedian, Kamar? I, I can do it. Like I, I get paid to do it. Like it, it just, uh, like it was like um, I don't know. A couple of podcasts ago, someone said something like someone. I think Joe said uh, Paul Mooney said your joke or something or something. And it, I was doing it, and uh, I told a joke, and Mike McDonald, uh, rest in power, came up to me and said something to me. So him acknowledging what I did made me feel like a comedian, but. Whatever the fuck that means. I don't feel like I'm um, a world-class headliner and I should be doing uh, arenas or maybe I should. No, but you it. also know that if you were doing, if you had the capability, if there were four clubs in Ottawa that were rammed, if you know you know that if you were doing four sets a night, oh, yeah. you'd be exponentially better, of course. And you'd probably write more and you'd be more driven to like... And that's, that's what happens and that's why the road is so important. At some point, you've got to make that decision just to completely give yourself... Like you said, to one thing. Well, I mean, listen, you went and lived in Toronto and like yeah, you a tried, shitty yeah. fucking uh, rooming house just oh, to great. do comedy. It was great, man. Uh, I, uh, best years of my life. <laughs> um, one actor, then they talked about uh, sacrifices actors make or um, like physical. Yeah. He never talks about uh, De Niro in uh, Raging Bull. Which is weird because they brought up Raging Bull in this episode. There's, there's oftentimes Joe... There's one <clears throat> glaring one in the next podcast. Did you just burp into the mic? Wow, I forgot 125 that's, that's episodes I in, and I yeah didn't expect that. But did you know, put on like 50 pounds for that movie? Eh? I mean, that was a long time ago, though. But regardless, it's just said an actor doing that to Re himself. Regardless, <laughs> regardless, um, De Niro's forever tarnished with me by that kick. <laughs> Oh my no, God. I'm, dude, I'm serious. Forever tarnished with that kick. You know what bothers me the most, Simon? You can't do that because for all you know, 
Scorsese had him do 100 kicks. <coughs> and they chose that one. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I, I'm, I'm not, just saying as an actor... I'm like, not saying it's right, Matt. I'm just telling you, all I see <clears throat> is the kick. I get it. What I'm telling you, though, is as an actor, you're told to do the kick a hundred different ways, and then they choose, as the director, which kick works. I can, I, I can imagine De Niro in, like, the editing room, just like, no, that one sucks. You that think De Niro's sucks. in the editing that room? That one sucks. Oh that my one God, sucks. You're fucking, we're, using, we're using this, that one. This is what we have to do. We have to get Simon to throw someone through a window and kick him on the ground. And mean it. Oh, my God. Done deal. And we'll film it, and we'll see how believable it is. <laughs> um, do you guys think Kimbo Slice did himself a disservice going to the uh, UFC? Did they talk about <clears throat> this? Yeah, they, they brought up Kimbo. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, what do you mean a disservice? Like, he was just, he didn't, he didn't uh, kill in the UFC. He was a backyard fighter. There's a difference between fighting, like, your local tough guy and fighting trained but before before he got into the UFC, just the the the, the lure, online the lore. stuff was just, it was just lore. He wanted yeah. to give himself credibility and make money. I know, I know, but it, it, no, but come did on, he help he, himself or hurt himself? No, he helped himself. Listen, I don't think a lot of people know this. Kimbo was like the ultimate family man. Had like a bunch of kids. That's all he cared about. So for him, going to the UFC and doing the Ultimate Fighter, it was just to take care of his family. Yeah, that was all. So I, I'm with Simon. He did it. For the paycheck to help his family out, no, it wasn't. It helped thing. him. No, no, no. I don't think he made any money fighting in those backyards. He he would have ended up <clears throat> fucking with brain damage. Like that's crazy. Those fights were crazy. Those fights were Dude, crazy. That guy's eye came out. It was all. It was all crazy. It was all crazy and it's just so um so uh, lawless, if that's a word. You know what I mean? So get this. This is nothing, but I'm gonna forget if I don't talk about it now. So I got I got Disney uh, Plus finally. Yeah. And I've been they just got this new station like they had just garbage and then now they, they have, have stars. Like stars. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to look through because I'm totally out of things to watch. And all of a sudden I come across The Passage, which The Passage is like my favorite book ever. It's a trilogy of books by Justin Cronin. It's all about like a virus starting and then how apropos it jumps into the future of like, you know, the world has died. It's a vampire virus, Kamar. Um, so not quite the same. A vampirus? A vampirus, exactly. Anyways, so I start watching it. I'm so excited. And Zach Morris is like the lead, which is weird. And um, Mark Paul Gosler. Yeah, but he's actually not terrible. Anyways, they don't do a great job. They do too much like prologue and not enough uh, meat, I guess. And it didn't get picked up for a season two. Oh, it's a it's a series. Series, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Well, you know those things have, sometimes have a way of uh, getting rediscovered, and yeah. Happen, so, so if uh, all of our uh, you know peeps out listeners there. write strongly worded letters, did yes. you guys watch Greenland? You watched Greenland, Simon. I did. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great, but I, I find those asleep. movies oh, are I, just I, very. Uh, oh, it's all anxiety. anxiety. Yeah, yeah, I imagine Simon just chewing his nails down real <laughs> fucking quick. No, I'm just watching like, yeah, Taking I notes. wouldn't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. do that. I thought so. I thought I'm so. ready for that. I'm not ready for this. Well, the but funniest is I'm sitting there watching with Mary and we have we have just vastly different views about life and how we want to live. Like I was like, I was like, do you go? She's like, what, to Greenland to live in the, the bunker? I'm like, yeah. She goes, of course. And I was like, ugh, never. Yeah. yeah. Once you see those things coming down uh, out of the sky, maybe that changed your mind. What irked me, not irked me, but like, oh, fuck. Was the when they kidnapped the kid? Oh yeah, that like was like fuck. human self. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? That was the worst. Yeah. That's that's the aspect you don't. Whatever you think, whatever you plan, you have going. 
just one person could fuck you over that you didn't plan for them being too selfish or whatever. So, well, what was Bill Burr's famous? That's why like guns are good. Remember what Bill Burr said? Yeah, he's like, if you don't have a gun, you're just uh, you're just collecting stuff for the, the biggest guy on the street. <laughs> Um, exactly. Uh, at one point, uh, Freddie Gibbs was telling you about oh, how yeah, he Freddie. fought a guy like 12 times. <laughs> Every time they saw each other, uh, he whipped his ass, which brought me back to the thing with Michael Jordan is you also need an opponent to push you. Yeah, of course. That helps. But um, can I say this too? Freddie Gibbs's Instagram has forever been the one of the best. We don't need Brian Moses. This would be so much more interesting podcast, I swear, without Brian Moses. The fact that Freddie Gibbs' uncle, did he even mention him? No. Because his uncle was this, like, recovering crackhead who was who died, like, two years ago, but was, like, in all of his videos. What the fuck was it? Uncle, big time, big time. I can't believe he didn't come up. He's a massive troll. Um, yeah, he's great. But he was talking about his mom uh, saying, well, whoop his ass or whatever. And you know, there's all that story like uh, you're getting bullied, and your dad or your mom says, well, You just walk there, punch him in the face. Yeah. Did you have that from your parents? My parents never encouraged me to fight or stand up for myself or anything. I was thinking about that. I, I weighed like eight pounds my entire so life. So my said, family was never like, Yeah, yeah, run, go Run, Matt, run, Matt. Well, no, I mean, I also I didn't tend to get myself in those scenarios a lot, despite having a wildly big mouth. You, Simon? Yeah, no, I managed to steer clear of trouble most of the time. But your parents never like gave you the stand up for yourself. Can you speech? see my parents doing that? No, no, I, I could. I, I guess it was a rhetorical like, question. Listen, you. growing up, my dad always had that like, uh, you know, if someone hits you, fucking smash them so back. So you, you of course. did have that. He did. I did have that. Yeah, well, I but could like, see your dad. Yeah. being like, oh, that, for that. sure, dude. My dad also was like showing me R rated movies when I was like four years old. So he, there wasn't, you know, <laughs> a little bit of therapy. Um, Britney Spears is not free. Britney Spears is a slave. <laughs> She's a slave. Did you guys watch the... the, the uh, no, Mary watched it. I didn't. I didn't, but I've listened to a whole podcast series thing about her, and it's gross what went on. It, well, it, it, her dad's just a, such it, a piece what, of shit. What's scary, it, that's the sort of thing you're supposed to do to like an 80-year-old with Alzheimer's that doesn't know anything, and someone's just got to like step in. Or like a kid before they become an adult, and that's what they did because she was, you know, when she was 17. No, or this happened younger. at like 30. No, no, no I, I'm, that's what I'm getting <clears throat> to, is it should have been done, except it never stopped. And she can't just say, uh, okay... I'm going to take back my life now. It's no. just sort of a weird thing that everyone's looking at it like, oh, there's nothing we can do. Our hands are tied. Like It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Her it's, dad is like a diabolical fucking... Oh, uh, a right piece of shit. Well, yeah, he's sure. talking to the media, trying to plead his case. So he's not hiding. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with you guys, but I, th I thought Joe did her a disservice saying she's free now. I'm surprised. Misinformed. I'm surprised they never did a show like a reality show that was all the like bad dads, you know, Lindsay Lohan's dad, Britney Spears's dad, and put them all into like a mansion together and see what happens. You know what the problem is? I think it's that the parents feel as though the kid never would have been famous if it like wasn't for them. You know what I mean? Because they're like, you what? What you were six? You were gonna find like? I well, I I watched a documentary. He was nowhere to be seen. It was the mum, and I don't know where the mum is now. But it's just the, the, it it was disturbing. And but you know who made out great in all that? Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline did, and that's where there should be a. Um, they start talking about alimony. There should be some sort of just cap. 
cap hard or, cap or on it. Hey? Are you fucking nuts? The, he gets he gets forty grand a month for life. Remember there was the other husband too, Jason Alexander. Do you remember that guy? He, he no. was a minute, and, and he was like just a dude. They, they got married in Vegas on a whim or something. It didn't last. Oh a no, month that's right. Though, they, isn't it? they no, they annulled it the next day. Like Did her they? best friend, okay. yeah. But um, this, I'm accustomed to a lifestyle. Oh, it's so fucking. Isn't that the most privileged fucking I've never heard notion that, yeah. there, there is? Like, well, you're going to have to get Who said that? A, Timberlake? Or no, no, no. That's what. This, no, no. That's, argument with these that's the alimony argument stuff, is yeah. that I'm accustomed to this. That's why billionaire wives uh, yeah. end up with half because they're like, well, what? Am I supposed to go back to living a normal life? Well, yeah, that's, motherfucker. That's what Freddie. That's when Freddie Gibbs said, well, you can't kill the government. Yeah, because because Brian Mose had the taxes, and there was a very awkward silence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which was, could be filled with like, I ah, just kidding, but <laughs> he actually sounded sort of violent, which did not support him saying uh, his, about his charges earlier. But Freddie's street, and he's obviously fucking, loves his kids. Yeah, listen, if you listen to his raps, it's all cocaine rap. They were they kept talking about cocaine and free base. It was like, well, actually, I'm an expert in the field, he, but he yeah. was sort of sidelined just a little bit. No, so oh like, no. I mean, I don't know. I heard it's all cocaine rap. Free don't base get it twisted. is smoking coke like crack, right? Uh, free base is uh, taking uh, cocaine, processed cocaine, and boiling off so it's just to get to the purest part of it, okay. taking out any impurities, whatever is cut with, like, and then smoking what's left of that. Interesting. So it's like nothing if you're buying it off the street. You're just burning everything away. Well, I could tell you stories. Um, <laughs> then they, the interesting thing, that because we've been like, uh, the American government hasn't done anything for their people. They only got was 600 bucks. But then the, the EED thing. Go on. The $30 billion that's been frauded from California. They were sending out all these debit cards. And you could just apply to say you're starting a business or something. I never so, heard. I didn't hear so about I think there, there has been forms of support, but not what we think like are the SIR payments or something. But I think it's state by state. Maybe I'm, I'm just going to so, yeah. go back to like people weren't getting their money, but you know, f- famous people who own companies who didn't need the money were getting the money. So... There was money going around. It just wasn't going to the right places. The, the people who needed it the most, which... Like uh, Tom Brady. He needed it the most. He's definitely struggling. Yeah, yeah that's not a good look. But um, do you guys think that maybe this COVID pause and like the, the rush and bustle of the world slow down was an opportunity to sort of like fix things that has been squandered or has it been taken advantage of? Does that make sense what I'm asking? Yes, I understand what you're saying. I believe. I don't. I think what he's asking is like, do you think we took advantage of this downtime? Like as in repairing the earth, figuring oh, some things when, out? When or, yeah, like a, a moment of pause to look at what's important or whatever. I think it's too hard when we're all so scared. Like it's different if this moment of pause had been everybody just takes a break because we want to do good. You know what I mean? Kamar, I think you're going to see it once it's gone. I think you're going to see it individual by individual you're going to see it both ways though you're going to see people that were probably on the edge before this thing who like slipped into a real shitty hole but i think you're going to see a lot of people that bettered themselves during this thing whether it was working out reading more getting a hop, yes, you know yes, what i mean I like agree, I, agree. I, I think there's a lot of people that are going to come out of this slightly better people and maybe you know what the sweet and the sour maybe we'll appreciate every little thing that we took for granted before this will be interesting it'll be some lore passed down of the days of COVID. 
I mean, again, the Spanish flu was a thing that killed a shitload of fucking people. And, you know. But, but it feels like that's such an afterthought. And then and they what, had the Roaring Twenties. I didn't hear about the Spanish flu or think about it till this pandemic. But that's what I'm saying is that's how it works. That's how, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, we'll forget about this. Like 9-11 isn't spoken about as much as it was. Oh, no, I'll never forget about this. And I, I would imagine that just like anything else, Kamar, when this is finally righted and, you know, people have their vaccines and all of that shit, that a lot of the populace will forget. Even then, though, Kamar, to normal. you won't forget well, so for sure, but today, 50 years down know. the road, no one's going to know or care. So It'll today, just be a thing written in the books. Yeah. Or have the no, feeling no, of 9 I'm, or something. I'm just saying, like... You're going to get back out there. You're going to start going to bars again. Everything, sh- you know, I know, knock on wood is going to go back to normal. And then uh, it's I, normal. I wasn't really going to bars anymore either. And I don't know why I would ever. Like, I don't feel like uh, I'm missing out on anything except for stand up, going to the club or whatever in that aspect. But I'm not missing out on anything. Like I said, I've said before, people in their 20s and stuff must be going insane. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, having the shitty winters we do too makes it. You know, because you knew you were going to be cooped up it, pretty much anyway. It feels like this February has flown by, I think, because of uh, COVID or whatever. I don't know. It's just been better. Whereas if you had lots of stuff to do and you have to deal with the the, uh, the cold and stuff. Because um, the biggest thing is food waste and starving people, right? Wow, they, they're talking about this segue. podcast. <laughs> Fuck. No, no. Uh, going back to taking advantage of this time, like. You've worked at a big uh, convention center or a hotel or anything. Like, it's crazy, the food, food waste. Gets wasted, yeah. And there's still people starving. That could have been something that we figured out here. Just like we were saying, you know, Simon, at the beginning, like, they just found $80 billion to give to everyone. We could just fix problems. Yeah. Well, they can't, though, because the economy's <clears throat> going to crash. You can't just put, you can't just print money fucking... Or can you? <laughs> no, you're about to see that you can. We're, we're about to see, definitely. And then there was an awkward part. Joe's recall is how he remembers the Miriam Barry story. Oh, yeah. Wow, eh? Like, he set up like, I did this, I did that, I did that. And then they played the game, and he did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he did absolutely none of the stuff he said. He was just there along for the ride. I don't even think it was Marion Barry. No, <laughs> it was Marion Barry, but it was all... Um, it was Opie and Anthony fucked. No, and Jim Norton. J- Jim Norton, Jimmy Norton, Norton was the one who talked yeah. to him. But Joe was like, I took my chance and my proudest. And... Well, I had him on the spot. Like, That's when he's like, fucking Jamie. Wish I didn't have somebody who's this good at finding videos. <laughs> oh, I, you found that one quick, Jamie. I thought for a moment, he go, oh, geez, that didn't happen at all like I remember it. But he just sort of glazed over that. Uh, it was a good opportunity for him to uh, all point out Doug Ford was a successful uh, crack smoking mayor or rest in power. And how many things are entrapment? You're going to have to be more specific. Dude. Well, they're saying the FBI set him up. Like well, that, was, that seemed like it was entrapment. But when uh, you have a fucking, when you have the ambulance standing by. I swear half the terrorist cases that they, 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 they prosecute are like, they find people who might have been interested and then sort of bring them down the line and like the RCMP or whatever, just have to work for them and they have arrested. You. You, you know what I mean? Well, like, the story that Joe always tells about the... Um, cop the woman cop who becomes the boyfriend of that kid to find out who she he gets her, him to buy her drugs and then busts her yeah like yeah yeah like that's the worst thing yeah. i've ever heard yeah i know yeah i i just think like probably 50 percent of these things like is entrapment and i don't know well that's funny how you know uh, you got to tell me if you're a cop 
you know, yeah, that's that not, whole thing. Yeah. And it's not true, but yeah. like, I wonder where that all started, you know? It's like the bears. The cops the people. I was going to say, <laughs> some cop was probably like, you know, yeah. if I'm a cop, I have to tell you I that. The guy was like, you. oh, are you a cop? He's like, nope. no. <laughs> when, when and told all his That's friends. It, yes. Like if you're the cop, you're, you honor that once. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't do anything. The guy goes and tells everybody, hey, guess what? I found a loophole. Yeah. He just goes and tells, okay, listen, guys, I told this one guy this. Give it a yeah. year. It's going to spread like yeah. wildfire. Yeah. Uh, you uh, listen to or watch Tom Segura way more than I do. But he's like something with sick videos, right? Oh, God, yeah. But the video that he described, I this, I thought Freddie Gibbs was going to punch Joe Rogan in the face. I was eating. What? And video? I had what to stop it. The about? prolapsed anus touching. I didn't want to say I that. I must loud. have missed that part. Uh, Joe's talking about a video that. So your mom's house does these live shows. Yeah. Where they show stuff that would absolutely never, ever, ever make it onto any pay -per -view real platform. It's or something, isn't it? It is. It's like 10 bucks. You get to watch this live show, but they show videos in that. That are very disturbing. Yeah, no, I've watched your mom's house, just the normal show yeah. a couple of times. Oh, this is like times I like, 50. I don't like this at all. So the the video Joe's describing, I guess some guy is fisting two guys' assholes. Gross. Oh, I'm going to puke talking about it. It's so fucking, yeah, like literally. I, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, enough. I it doesn't it. matter. I, I thought we it. all knew what it was, so I didn't yeah. have to yeah, go that no. far. I didn't want to, yeah. But Maybe you should pull it up. Kamara, I was... <laughs> <laughs> Where I was literally eating, and I, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, and then, oh. Um, but it's like, at what point does Tom have a problem? Because well, I think Jamie sort of said that, too, when they were talking about, like. You know when he has a problem? Did someone send that to Tom, or is Tom, like. No, no, they get all that shit, sent, they get all that shit sent to them. When he out. ain't making money off it anymore, then he has a problem. Fair enough. But for every second he watches that, and he makes dollars, yeah. he has zero problems. I just hope no one ever sends you that sort of stuff. I, I guess I'm blessed. Oh, well, it's coming so now. It's coming say, now. Prepare yourself. Kamari's he's so transparent. I hope nobody sends me dick pics. <laughs> I definitely don't want those. No, I want the dick pics. <laughs> All the dick pics. I just don't want two prolapsed anuses rubbing <laughs> against each other. The pink sock, I believe it's called. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck. The Portland pink sock. This is, our, this is easily our worst episode. Portland pink sock. Well, it's better than this episode was. Um, the, the language barrier. Is that the problem? We've talked about it a million times. They talked about it again. Babel. Is it holding us back? Because I, I had this conversation. That, that's what I think the biggest separator is. Between humans? Yes. And someone argues, no, it's cultures. Culture is what makes us so different. And you think it's language that makes us different? What did the, why the Russians and the Americans are like, oh, I thought you were saying this, but you're saying this. Like, the tone, the whatever. It would definitely be easier to figure out intent, I guess, if we all spoke the same language. Or just understood what each other was saying. It must be location that makes us different, though, right? I think everything makes us different. Like, I don't know. No, no, like, whatever location, those people still disagree. If no one could speak, let's say, let's say everyone was mute, okay? That uh, humans just had no vocal cords or whatever. There would still be a massive difference between a Russian, let's say, and a um, South American. Okay, but without vocal cords, can we make it as far as we have? No, is there a difference if, they, if there's no language? Well, I they need mean, water, they need to just, breathe. Yeah, all those things are the same, but you're talking about one person who, A, is living in a climate that's freezing cold and another who's living in a climate that's really warm. You would imagine that right away, 
those things are going to cause differences not based on language at all. But hold on, Kamar brought up something there as well. If you think about it, there's Russians that hate Russians. There's Americans that hate Americans. So it's not really a language or a cultural thing. Like we find you hate your neighbor. Like there's, you know. Unless you're religious, then you have to love that. Sure, but you know what I mean. Like there's there's a lot of people that live down the block from each other that have completely opposite viewpoints, hate each other, hate the other person's viewpoint. So I don't necessarily, I don't think language is the thing that's holding us back. I think it's human nature. We'll see. We'll see when, uh, I mean, if it if we get to a point where, because you remember uh, Star Trek, they had the thing. You could just touch the thing on yeah. your chest so you'd understand any alien or whatever. Because that's another thing. If there's aliens, we'll get to that in the next episode. But, but we already have that touch thing in a way. So here, oh, it, it's it's rudimentary though. Right now, here's not a, really. Like if you have that, if you have your if you have your iPods, your ear, whatever the earbuds in your ear, you can open up Google Translate, and someone talks to you, and it'll translate it to really? you. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, th- th- okay, that's just going to get better. That's what I'm saying. It's we'll like see we're, maybe ten years from now, we'll really be motoring. Sorry, Simon. If we could all read minds, well, that'd be terrible. Would we. How would that work? Like, do do you read minds in language, do you think? Like, if I was trying to read a Russian's mind, would I be able to read his intent? Or is it pictures? Or is it, um, am I reading, like, a language I can't understand? Well, that's interesting, too, because, like, so if you're reading someone's mind, are you just reading their thoughts? Because your thoughts are in English. Yeah. Your thoughts are in English. Your well, because you're are, English, your right? Your thoughts are in pictures, like Kamar said, that your brain is then transcribing, I'm using air quotes here, into some sort of like audio nonsense that's coming out of your mouth. But I'm kind of with you. Now that I think about it, it probably all happens from like feelings and pictures that then get processed into words. It's interesting. This actually is a big chunk of the next podcast. Mm. Which we, we'll get uh, to. Yeah. Yes. To. Well, um, we're going to be so busy. <laughs> uh, a couple more things. Uh, they talked about absinthe. Have you guys ever had absinthe? No, because it's sort of like a psychedelic. I've had. Well, that's like the real. That's like the real absinthe. I've though. had absinthe, but not the way not you're the European to do it. Like where you with burn the sugar it and the yeah. yeah yeah. I've just drank absinthe before. And then uh, Moses asked Joe, "Have you ever had lean?" And Joe goes, "No." And then Freddie goes, "I had lean," and they cut him off again. And he could he. Every time Freddie was coming with where he would be the expert or whatever, or the, the four leading opinion, uh, he got cut off. I agree. And yeah. I railroaded almost. I, 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 Joe wasn't like interested in him or something. Let me ask you this. You started by saying, I know nothing about Freddie Gibbs. Did you learn anything about Freddie Gibbs? Like, let me ask you this. Do you know anything more about Freddie Gibbs's rap career from listening to this podcast? No. Very odd, right? In a, in a, the only thing you might have learned in a four-hour podcast. In four hours, the only thing you learned is that he he's nominated for a Grammy and he doesn't like Trump. Yeah, I actually believe I'm not. Oh, now we got to the root of it. <laughs> I get. I'm it. not. I see. Hold on, too. I'm not certain, but I believe he's nominated for both the albums that he put out this year for best rap album. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I just listened. Oh, for four hours. Kamar yes. wouldn't know. He just heard, I don't like Trump. <laughs> no, no. In minute no, 17. No, no, no. And it Hold was on, fun. though, Kamar. He also said, once Trump became president, I never made more money. Yeah. Well, th- th- that was my argument. I said, a lot of people are thriving, even though they hate him, whatever. Maybe there's no cause or. Uh, no, but you know what I mean? Like, he, Freddie was someone who was like, yeah, I made a lot of money, but fuck this dude. Do you so. think the young Donald is going to try and make a push for yes. the next election? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. I don't know, man. Not he, for the next one. His dad's going to run Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. or Barron? 
Yes. Simon, not, Donald Trump is going to run. Barron. Oh, Barron uh, will run down the road for sure. Barron's a stopping I, I truly don't think he's going to run again. I think he's... Uh, Simon, let me put it to you this way. I have a feeling himself. that until... I I bet you the next 10 election cycles. That's 40 years. No, I bet the next uh, five <laughs> election cycles, the name Trump will be... Well, I that's why I thought like his son, because that's like perfect for Donald Trump. It's like being a grandfather, you know? You get all the perks without actually having to like be the bad guy what's crazy is just on to me is that he still donald trump can still get cia updates every day i'm sure they're working around the clock to end even that. as an outgoing president you can get cia updates every day yeah george bush george bush was the only president a senior was the only president to ever actually exercise that, but he read them every day. Well, he ran the CIA. He was CIA. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. So, but th- that is a thing presidents have. They you're, can. You're sure of that? I am 95 percent sure. How about that? Okay. I'll uh, Google it after. So I remember, write it down somewhere. I got a. Then Joe went on a, a long diatribe about the Gracies. Mm-hmm. It was like 90 generations of of lineage, and that idea of like um, shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. And like any offspring of LeBron, Michael Jordan, uh, Tom Hanks kids, or you know what I mean? That just must suck that you're just, I mean, you can do something else, but if you choose to do what they do, you'll just never be as good as them. Yeah, but let me ask you, like, most people would die to be an actor, even at the level that, that even Chet Hanks is at. So... And to be in the NBA is like most people's dreams. So even if you're never going to live up to who your parent is, it's still pretty fucking sweet. The experience is fine, but the maybe the view of outgoing people. Well, you're not this or, or whatever. You know what, though, it's Kamar? some sort of pressure, I guess, you could choose to or not put on yourself. But that's also a generational thing. People eventually will forget. Like, the younger generation won't know who Tom Hanks is, really. And then they'll just know Colin Hanks. You know what I mean? That's sort of the same thing with LeBron. Like, the younger generation, once Bronny comes up, they won't have watched LeBron that much. It'll be like Jordan to this generation. They won't. Well, I think the best advice is do anything but what your your parents super does. successful. Uh, I'd say parent, the opposite. You already have all the ins. Like again, I feel like you're just putting undue pressure on yourself to. I understand what you're saying. Just just to be in it is is winning. But yeah, that's how I feel. You, you'd, you'd, there would be some sort of pressure. Like it would just be weird if you were Isaiah Thomas's son and you're like, you know what? I should just uh, I should buy like a laundromat. Yes, and be a successful business. But <laughs> that seems odd to me. That's all I'm saying. Or be a half decent point guard. I don't know. Just the the, the pressure offspring could feel. I, I thought that was an interesting discussion. So Maddie, listen to this. Yeah. So as a courtesy, former presidents are typically assured continued access to the country's secrets when they request it. Okay, so you are correct. Okay. As a courtesy. Yeah. Um, this article goes to say, but with Donald Trump's personal debt, 400 million, and his proclivity to share secrets with foreign <laughs> adversaries, make him a security risk. As a private citizen, he could never qualify for the security clearance that was conferred upon him as president. Wow. The decision to pull the plug falls to the new president. So, yes, you are correct, but they have to have not have been too much of an asshole. That's like interesting. A, That's very interesting. Yeah. But what, wow. What can you use that information to make money or? Donald Trump could and would probably. Well, yeah. I think the idea, though, is that you're like, maybe you're aware of plots that are happening that you could be involved in or, um, you know, maybe one step removed from. I don't know. I was just going to say. I feel that. like it's harmless. 
I don't. I think the CIA could provide you with a great deal of information that if you had the means that Donald Trump has, you could make a great deal of money. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, though, is there? In a I think they're it's more insider worried trading. about the secrets. I get but, it, yeah. So I, that, I'm just, that's what I, I, yeah. I could see the problem is uh, intelligence breach or something. Putin, you know, don't <laughs> worry about it, buddy. Did Freddie Gibbs say it's a shame R. Kelly's in jail? Yeah, that came up then, at one point. Did he, so did he flip did, back so did right away? Joe went the, even harder. The whole thing got weird, eh? The, Super yeah. weird. And they already go, we're just joking here. We're just joking here. But I I feel like they forgot they're being recorded or something. First of all, I want to say this. R. Kelly's terrible. Not just as a person, but like, how could you listen to any of that music and be like, this is great? Right. He Th just talks. Thank you. He just, it's like spoken word with a melody. It is hilarious, that the real talk, though. Real talk. It's <laughs> real talk. <laughs> Do you have your passport? Robert's gonna bring you to America. Like, fuck. Yeah, no, it's terrible. But he can sing. Here's the question. This He's is not talentless. This is what they were trying to get to, is can you separate the artist from the art? And that's a good question, right? Like, look, you have this amazing painting, but it's done by, uh, I Hitler. don't know, insert thing here. Well, that's a bad one. Hitler's a bad one. But you see what I'm saying? No, but that's... no. Is you look at a painting? It's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Oh, Hitler painted that. Oh, well, that's not a good painting. It's uh... well, for sure. Nobody's liking Hitler's paintings. That's what what I'm saying. Nobody's getting away with that. So let's you see find what I'm something saying, Simon? that. But hold on. Some people can let slide, and then we can have the conversation. But Simon, my point was that sometimes what you've done is so egregious that maybe you can't separate the art from the artist, right? So fair enough. That yes, but what if it's not? Um, genocide <laughs> Genocide yeah. egregious What if it's just Murder egregious This guy killed somebody but What about is Epstein Like what if Epstein Horrible Too egregious okay, right? too This is a problem though Especially when you're successful In this example of It's like 14 year old girls He could have every 30 year old woman Like you know what I mean Okay well let's have a real Let's have a tough conversation For a second Because I am a fan Of Freddie Gibbs music Big fan Hearing what he said during this podcast, do you think he could potentially be guilty of some form of rape in Switzerland? I, I don't want to say anything. Um, here's another example. I, I don't know the details of the, the case, but I could see if you told me what it is. Like, is it, I, there's no way he did that or that's possible. Again, I'm not, but I'm just saying is like, you know, he spoke about monogamy a lot and like how he, he doesn't believe in monogamy. That's what I'm saying. And well, he, he's polyamorous. Yeah, right? fine. And that's fine too. But then, Freddy's you know, a dog. sure. And then when you hear him talk about R. Kelly, like I'm just saying it didn't bode well for him no, as someone who, no. well, so, but Simon, that's the good point right there is like, so he didn't, you know, I can sit here and be like, well, he didn't get convicted of it, but either way, I'm like, I listen, I like his music either way. He might not be a great dude, like as a person. What about Juice World? There's a good example. Is that that guy's name, Kamar? Rest in I peace. was just gonna say, where did you pull that out? Of? Well, because we've already had the, Kamar and I had this discussion because I watched or I listened to a thing on Juice World, okay. and they talked about how the horrendous things he did to his girlfriend. No, no, this is XX Tentacion. Oh, XXX yeah, Tentacion. Okay. I was gonna Whatever. say, I was like, I don't think that was Juice World. Either, sorry, another guy who yeah. died. I'm sorry. That's um, all right. You're old. He did horrible things and then came out after and was like, I'm sorry, blah, blah, whatever. And Kamar loved his music. Yeah. And I was like, how do you listen to this guy, man? Like, that was too much for me. I couldn't separate the art from the artist, especially because the art was so that's, bad. But this know? is what I was going to say, Simon, is that's that's an easy one. You didn't like the art to begin with. So you're like, fuck this guy yeah. and his shit music. But yeah. if he had been a good rapper... Yeah. Even if I didn't like it. So if you had been probably, a Freddie Gibbs level of rap, because you've heard. appreciate it. I don't even think I've ever heard Freddie Gibbs, frankly. 
No, remember I told well, you, that, I showed you that yeah. one thing and you were like, aside from it his son amazing. not blinking for two minutes, that was the first thing you noticed. Uh, yeah, you were like, this guy's nuts. And and was that off the dome? No, you and I, I'll, wa- I'll show it to you at the break. No, I, I, wa- I watched it. Oh, the, but, but that's my whole concept. No, like, that's not so off the think, dome. But no some fucking of it was. Way. No, none of it. Not one fucking ounce. Not one iota. So you don't think there is such, but you do think there's such thing as freestyle. There is such thing as a freestyle. Yes, yeah. just off the top of your head, yep. just making stuff up. And you can tell the difference as a, if you have even the a not keen ear, you can tell the difference. The bars are just too tight for it yes. just to be made up. There's a lot of tricks freestylers use too. A lot of tricks, mm-hmm. like supernatural. Have you seen the Juice World when he he freestyles allegedly for an hour straight? No, or forty minutes or something. No. I'm sure he's using a lot of tricks and just, and if you look back, oh, he just said the same thing eight times or whatever. Again, there's a lot of like, they're all, they also have a lot of words that they know will work and they, listen. And don't you think that freestylers have like, um, rhymes in their pocket? Yes. Well, that's the discussion, but are they, is the whole thing in their pocket, which still is impressive for them just to have that? Or is it like you have your, where you just go off and then you, you come back to, but as long as you have chunks in your pocket, it's like having cue cards for your speech. You know, I think so, you just yeah. need that little bit to get to in case you get stuck. I will say this, Kamar. This is the weird thing to me is like that that uh, that LA leakers thing. Like he spits absolute fire for like two minutes. Announces the words, and this is the thing. Uh, I mean, maybe it's a. This is where I look at it: is why throw away that incredible verse. Right, because that's what he's doing. Like, if he, if if I'm right, he obviously wrote that to go on a show and do because there's no hook. Right, that's the one thing that's missing as a song is there's no hook and second verse. But why throw away that fire? That's the only thing I would agree with you with is like, why would you give away that goodness where you could make a track out of that? No problem. You have a million producers at your fucking. Well, someone could just take that and make a song out of it. No. Listen, I, I've actually ripped that, and I have it on my iTunes. So like, I listen to that all the time. It's, I mean, it's a Dom Kennedy beat, but... Um, according to Freddie Gibbs, Michael Jackson is alive. Yeah, yeah, Mike alive. And whoop, Tupac's ass. <laughs> I, I could not believe that in any fucking capacity. <laughs> I know, but did you... Freddie Gibbs is hilarious. Yeah, he's... Fl- like, he did not get a chance to fly and spread his wings on this podcast. I agree. We, okay, we, Simon, do you agree... Uh, I, I'm not sure, Kamar. I didn't really hear enough from him to even formulate an opinion, frankly. The weird thing was when he was at Babylon, and I get it, it's like a he was just with his manager and his agent, I guess, but like didn't look like he said two words. And I was like within five feet of him. Like he didn't look like a talkative guy. But I know he has a good sense of humor because I follow his Instagram. I think most rappers... Um, when he said hit it from the bike, I laughed so hard because Joe was like, from the bike? What do you mean? <clears throat> Would the be... Back. Yeah, from be, the back, yeah, from uh, the bike. Just bummed to be in Ottawa in general. Just waiting to leave. In the winter, yeah, for sure. Um, then he talked about how Tupac and Mickey Rourke used to roll. Yeah, I knew that. And then they talked about The Wrestler. Have you seen this movie? Yeah. And that's the movie game this week. It's the movie game. Where, oh, Simon? Still There's no, have, no, man. Oh my God. Dude, what stop do? fucking what do burying do? the lead. Anything, does anything. No one can see this. Unbelievable. I keep waiting for this moment. When it happens, Mark, what do you mean no one can see this? I'm so excited. I take it back. I just this shit's that. running, son. I just realized that. Bury the lead. It's coming. Okay, the wrestler with it's Mickey coming. Rourke. Do, 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 do. Where Simon and Matt go head to head to see what year a movie came out, how much it cost to make, 
and how much it made at the box office. This week is The Wrestler, directed by Darren Aronofsky, starring Mickey Rourke, Marissa Tomei, Evan Rachel Wood. Isn't she the one who just came out against uh, Marilyn Manson? I have no idea. I don't have a pen. The Wrestler is the movie story of a... I mean, that's the real them breaks that sort of circuit of wrestling. Oh, yeah. Underneath underneath the, like the B-League or whatever. Oh. And those guys are there, and that is a tough run. Oh, dude. I saw one the other day on Reddit where, like, <laughs> I guess they're in, like, an, a, like, a shitty auditorium, and it's all, like, folding metal chairs. And the dude, like, has the guy in the middle of the ring, like, knocked out, and he gets the whole crowd. He's like, I want you guys to throw every single chair. And, dude... They throw every chair into the middle of the ring on not, this guy. And they're not like props? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just getting Savages. I was like, this is nuts. Have you guys seen the Peanut Butter Falcon? Why do? I, why does that seem... It's a Shia LaBeouf. Is that a yes, Shia LaBeouf? I've, I've seen it. Is that a horrible movie? Yeah, it's not good. It's the one... Uh, is that a horrible movie? About his dad? No, no. That's uh, Honey Boy. Oh. Peanut Butter Falcon's about a um, special needs kid that oh, wants yeah, to become a wrestler. Oh, yeah. It's terrible, too. No, Wait, where he it's plays like, a special right. needs kid? No, 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 okay. no, no. No, no, no! They won it. Won a golden glove. Glove. Golden glove. <laughs> no, award. it won a golden glove. That's the opposite of <laughs> yes, the golden glove. That's it's like the Razzies. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad. Match. It's not a bad. Movie. It's the secondary Razzies. The <laughs> golden glove. It's not a bad movie, but it involves wrestling Kay. or that hey, low grade. After wrestling. the movie game, are we done with this episode? Yeah. No, we could go on for hours. No, oh, it's yes. a hunt. No, no, no. We're done with this. Episode. Crazy man. Um, okay, I have a year. Simon, do you? Uh, well, I have it in my head. Okay, say your year. Uh, well, I want to say 2006, but I'm going to say 2007. Okay, I have 2010. Oh, Simon, you're so close. 2008. Oh, fuck. 2008. All right. 2008. All right, are you ready? Because I have my shit already. Uh, no, just give me one second here. I got to formulate a plan in my head. I mean, there is no special effects in this movie. I think it cost... Um, no makeup either, because Mickey Rourke's face was already <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I think oh it cost uh, $17 million to make, and it grossed uh, $84 million. I wrote that down for you. Um, at, I said it cost twenty five point three, and it made $68.9. Oh, Wow, guys, this is a lot cheaper. Oh, it cost six million dollars to make. Wow, it with all those actors, forty-four point <laughs> seven million. Holy fuck, gross, gross movie. Uh, you you didn't like it? That's a great return on investment. Yeah, that nice is turnaround. what you're looking nice for. Turnaround. That is what you're looking for. And then he talked about Angel Heart, uh, da, 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 movie I've always talked highly of, where Robert De Niro plays Devil. Batman vs Superman. Blah, Why blah, aren't blah, blah, we blah, playing blah. the other movie game now? That oh yes, okay, okay. Together. Here we go. Yes, yes. We'll start with um, Marissa Tomei. Mm, fun. My cousin Vinny. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh my God, dude, come Pesci. on. Pesci. Lethal Weapon. Mel Gibson. Uh, Braveheart. <laughs> oh. And that's the end of the movie <laughs> game. Oh. 
Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. I can see a wow. bunch of faces, but I don't remember. I won. Yeah. There's the French chick. Woo. The, the ginger guy that's like bigger. Yep. And there's the guy from Ireland who's in my country. Be, there must be one other famous person in that. Oh, there movie. are. Oh, you'd just, have to pull it up. I can't, so I can't that was your, uh, you, you fucked him there. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, well also. done. Like Mel Gibson didn't do him. <laughs> you should have said Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Danny Glover. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, was it Mad Villain or Jay Dilla who's sending someone else to the concerts? No, that's Matt, it's MF Doom. MF Doom, sorry. <laughs> Mad, what did he say? He said he said Jay Dilla or Mad Lib. Jay oh. Dilla's passed away. I thought he said villain. Dilla died, uh, yeah, a long time ago, uh, and uh, MF Doom just died. But that's that's a nice little scam, eh? So this is the thing. This was only this was only like this was a controversy for like a few months. Where I, he's not that big, so I don't think it'd be that big a controversy. I mean, he's big in hip hop. In the underground world, he was like a god. But that was the thing too; is he was super elusive. So like, shows just didn't happen. And I think that was it. Is be, I, he was kind of a recluse. He was born in London, raised in New York. He was part of KMD, which was like an underground rap group in the early '90s. And his brother died, and then he disappeared. And that's when he started rocking the mask. And no one really saw his face after that. Um, but he was like a super recluse but yes there was i i remember when it happened there was photos and like mad evidence they were like this guy is just lip syncing in the mask and, but and freddie gibbs was like if i could do that i would like, yeah he doesn't want to do it either <laughs> i thought that was sort of a, an indictment on himself hey like, kamar this is crazy dude braveheart is such a stumper that the most famous person you would have known i told you and you would never know his name yeah. is the dad from succession Yes. Oh, fuck. I can't remember his Brian name. Brian Cox. Brian Cox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the, I, just real quick, though. The fact that this dude gets to work with Mad Lib no, like, just doesn't happen anymore. Mad Lib is also like a recluse within the hip-hop community. And he's only done... like he just Freddie his, Gibbs is respected by oh, yeah. in the hip-hop community. Oh, big time. What you didn't talk about, what they talked about, Kamar, and I thought it was interesting, was the Banksy. I, that was my last note. Oh, there we that go. That was my last note. Hey, yeah. look at that. Banksy picture and Bob Ross. And no one knows. Said, who's bigger, Bob Ross or Banksy? No one knows who Banksy is. Um, There's now a photo on the internet where they believe. But Joe made it seem like, oh no, it's out there. It's not like there. there's lots of theories. But I think it's a woman. No concrete. I think it's a group of people. Like, well, no, at yes. this point, it's definitely a conglomerate It's like of QAnon. Well, okay. Fuck. Yeah, exactly like yeah, QAnon. Yeah, it's exactly like QAnon. Not exactly, it's, but... Be they talked about QAnon a lot, or Brian Moses. Yeah, kept bemoaning in, yeah. in this QAnon. episode. Yeah, well, QAnon has become a punchline now. Um, it's just, that's such a weird thing. It is such a weird thing, but that's what happens. Just like 2012, just like all of those things. When what you say doesn't come true, yeah, you're laughing, and then Get you're fucked. like, oh no. I meant three weeks from now, and I meant um, JFK Jr. is dead, and like you can't. Well, what's the defect of the people that go, okay, song. you got me again, but I, I'm going to stick by you. Like, well, usually, this, this, what is it? Fool me once, fool me twice. The same way people... Shame me once, us. shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. What, what did uh, George Bush say? No, was, fool me uh, once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I was, I I was trying to do the George Bush. George fuck Bush it up. screwed it up. Oh, yeah, it was fool shame, me once. Uh, fool me twice, on. you never get fooled again. Fool me once, shame on you. No, well, he fucks it up. Fool me twice. Well, you fool me twice, you never fool me again. The best he goes, there's a saying in Texas. 
Well, it's in Tennessee, but I'm sure. It's, or he goes, it's there's there's a saying in Tennessee. Well, it's in Texas, but I'm sure it's in Tennessee. <laughs> and he goes, it's fool me once, shame. Nope, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, you never get fooled again. <laughs> Anyways, he's a much better president than uh, Donald Trump. They say. And would Low bar. Were you guys upset when we put the uh, graphic? Because they talk about graphic cigarette packs. We have that here. I didn't bother me. Can we finish with Banksy though before we get to graphics? Oh no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because they were talking about um, how brilliant that painting was. The, uh, the shredder painter, and I'm just curious as to what you guys thought about that. I actually thought the one he did before that was far more genius. The one he did before that was so. What he did, he had sold the most expensive piece of street art at Sotheby's. So then he drew a Sotheby's auction of them buying his painting and he called it idiots <laughs> and that broke the record that's funny and i thought that was to me just the fucking most brilliant well, what shit did you ever. think of the um i don't know how no one, one could notice that there was a shredder on the bottom of the frame i think the whole thing was planned i think it was planned with sotheby's i don't think it was like this genius thing it's all, listen, it's all a, a, a prank or a gimmick. Listen, someone bought a $35,000 banana duct taped to a wall at Art Basel two years ago. So A Banksy? No. Someone duct taped a and fucking it, banana. Someone ate the banana. During the show, someone ate the banana, yes. But someone had already purchased it at that point. But the whole story of this is this Banksy art piece. And, what? No, it's shredding. Like, I just don't understand. I didn't see... Just never looked at the well, bottom of the, the painting. Shredder was in the frame. Still, you just never. Do you well, understand what you I'm saying? Don't see. Hold on, I'm with Kamar though. I think what he's saying is this: when they like authenticate something, I believe they take it out of the frame. It's like it's. You know what I mean? There's Maddie, this is what I'm saying. Sotheby's was for sure. Everyone in on was. In I on don't. It. I don't get how this hasn't like been exposed yet. You know. I don't and, know. And the shredded, the shredded painting is just probably viable. doubled in value yeah, right yeah, away. Yeah. Like I agree it, with what Joe it, said there. It did. Yeah, there you go. So that's what I'm saying. It's but weird. It's stupid. I think the whole thing was stupid. Anyways, I, I don't not like Banksy. I think his shit is cool, but that kind of crap, I'm just like, is ew. he in trouble with the law if he reveals his uh, identity for graffiti or anything? I'm sure he's like, been in trouble with the law many times. If, if he's one person. I mean, it's not like he committed murder. If they are one person, pardon me, I don't want to gender Banksy. Um, he did print all that fake uh, UK currency with... His picture on it. With someone's picture on it. And that's definitely a crime. Well, I mean, it's a crime to pass off fake bills that look like real bills i'm not sure it's a, a crime to make bills with uh, yeah, you might be right yeah, you might be right. yeah i don't know that's art i feel that's like the whole point the, well yeah the volume of work seems a lot for one person uh, well keep in mind though early the early days it was literally just like stencil work which simon can tell you once you cut the stencil you're just fucking you just blasting hundreds be, of fucking shit out, you right? You just have to be a prolific traveler at that point. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting some of the theories out there, like he's part of a, maybe a lead singer in a band. Like, I don't remember. I heard he was part of, it was, was not Chemical Brothers. Uh, maybe it was Chemical Brothers, but yes. Because when they like look at where his pieces show up, it's they, like it like, follows follow their travel their dates. Tour. Yeah. But it may have been he just followed maybe he's a roadie. that tour for a little bit. I yeah. thought he was a roadie. But, you know, if you're a guy whose job is to bomb cities with your art i would just be going places where there are festivals going on because i'd want to you know what i mean but simon you'll love this conspiracy think about it if you think it's a group of people it could be a group of stagehands or roadies yeah it totally could. you know what i mean and it works perfectly for them because they get to travel for work and then in their off time 
just bomb the city. Well, it could just be by that logic. It could be anybody who of course, does a lot of, of course. Yeah, right? I mean, listen. There's that's why you're saying there's a million. Th- that's the beauty of this Banksy thing is. But like it, it would it would beg to reason that like the same principles that applied to Warhol and his factory, where at the end people were convinced that Warhol wasn't even painting things anymore, and he was doing a lot of stencil work too, right? Mm-hmm. So these things were being made for him, and he would show just up sign. and sign for yeah. three hours, just all the work, and then he would pay these people good. I don't know what the logistics were. And well, it's then, like Mr. Brainwash, right? Kind of the same. It's uh, what was that? What his name was? Mr. Brainwash. Well, that yeah. that's where I was exit through the gift shop. Yeah, that's yeah. what that is. Mr. Exactly. Brainwash. Yeah, but that um, whole thing was another fucking. But I think that was all set up too. Yeah, like that guy's not real, right? Well, there's a lot of people that think I Banksy think set so. that whole like that this, was just a long con. I, yeah, I, I agree. But with the that. beauty is when you're this good at this stuff. You don't even have to work anymore and people do the work for you. Well, there you go. You know what I mean? Like this could be all legit and now we're doing the legwork of being like, he's a genius if he masterminded this whole, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, say what you want about Banksy, who it is, what he does, how it's done. The cleverness, you can't take that away. Oh, it's second to none. So like, fuck off. You know what I mean? That piece, the piece in Vienna where it's like the the paint dripping all over the city and eventually goes into an alley and it's a a cop snorting coke up the straw. Like that sort of shit. I could never think of that. I just He has so many great fucking statement pieces. Yeah. I mean, it's. But it says in Wikipedia it's directed by Banksy. The one that, that's what I'm saying. And so the producers, well, no, stars, everyone has to know who he is. No, I get, oh, they don't. No, they don't. But what I'm saying is, why? Because they, well, a lot of that was just stock, like was footage they had from back in the day of like him bombing. And, and he then just mis- sent a whole bunch of footage to an editor. And, and there were no, no, and then, hold on with him, but that could have been somebody else. Kamar, you're forgetting too that in the, in the documentary, it's built as though this Mr. Brainwash guy filmed everything. He filmed every minute of his life. So they had all this footage from this guy. So that was kind of the, again, we're arguing about semantics that none of us fucking, none of us know the answers. Either way, it's a brilliant fucking. It, it's, it's the coolest th- thing going right it's now. It's cool that it's still a secret, like in this day and age of the internet and all of that shit. You know what I mean? That we still don't yeah. know who this is. We're forgetting too. Don't forget he built that hotel in Palestine. That was fucking insane. And Dismaland. Did yeah, you ever Dismaland, see that? Yeah, that was fucking beautiful. But when you look at like Banksy, he did pieces on the um, on the West Wall. Yeah, where, where, he, where like it was like the cutouts. sunshine. Yeah, 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 and it looks like paradise yeah. on the other side. The West Bank. Or what did I say? The West Wall. Well, isn't that the West Wall though? I don't know. I just know I think, it's the West Bank. Anyways, but yeah, I think how he ever did that, that without anyone called seeing. The West Wall. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, he was. That's putting your life at risk, my friend. Yeah. That's no joke. Keep in mind, though, if you're rich, you could argue that you just go pay these fucking wall guards an obscene amount of money and you just tell them, listen, I'm going to paint. I'm going to paint something on the wall. Yeah, I'm not sure it works like that I'm not there. sure it is either, but you never know what the right Some handlers. Places. Simon, with the right handlers and the right money, oh, just for, about anything is sure. fucking possible. But remember now, he puts a piece up. They come up, they jackhammer it off of the street to sell it at Sotheby's. Oh, speaking that's what of I which, to say. I went to that thing in Toronto. You did, yeah. The one that got jacked, supposedly. Forget about it getting jacked. I like when we started walking through, I was like, this is a fucking scam. That's not done by Banksy. No, of course. That's done by. I knew that going in, but I was like, I'd just like to see some of this work in person. But when I got there, I was like, this is like a door they stole off someone's bodega and then sold. Or like the bodega owner sold. You know what I mean? Like, it's like when I traveled through, um, 
I went through Europe at one point, and yep. I remember we were in some place, wherever, France, and we were staying in some hostel, and I see this Salvador Dali exhibition is in town, and I'm so excited because he's like one of my favorite uh, artists, and at that time, he was like, you know, this was a long time ago. Um, I think he's still the shit, but... No, no, I mean, he's not... I just have people I like more now. Fair at enough. that point, he was like my fave. Gotcha. This was grade 11 or mm -hmm. something. Um, he... So we go to see the show and it's it's impressive, kind of. Nothing huge. A couple little sculptures and paintings. Then we get to the next town and there's another Dali <laughs> exhibit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then the next town, another... And then Amsterdam has a Dali exhibit and Italy has a Dali. It's just like, they're all like replicas and they just shut up, set up these shows and get tourists to think they're looking at the real thing. What I wanted to say though, Matt, is the painting that got shredded. Yeah. It was the girl holding the... Like that's the balloons out of all his work. That one's so shitty. Yeah, you know I agree. What I mean, yeah. that's even more why I think that whole thing was set up. Like it happened. But it's more of a statement of his too. Like you're really going to pay this much for the stencil work I did. Well, no, that's exactly my point. Yeah. That's why I think it was all. Okay. I think we're going too long on this, but yeah. you just brought up a point. I would like to continue this. Can you, I'm going to write it down. Crypto art. Put a pin in it. For the post, Joe. Yes. You said Salvador art. Dali was your favorite and now he's not your favorite. I I mean I was, if I was like to give you my favorite artist right now, Dali wouldn't have been the first. Name and is MC Escher an artist or a mathematician? He's both. Okay. Yeah. the The last point I was going to say is Joe was shocked that these countries didn't push back on the graphic um, pictures on cigarette packs to discourage people from smoking. But I mean, I think it's a good thing for society. I think they should put them on. Yeah. Like again as a former smoker i they did something not much but something listen smoking has gone down drastically since they discouraged it so it does discourage it and you sure. shouldn't be encouraged to smoke cigarettes yeah okay uh let's rate the episode and then we'll uh we'll have a little break god damn it that was long eh? yeah whatever when there's only two we know we can fucking take liberties and go bananas we'll start with you simon i know you're giving it a one and a half Okay, so there's Simon's. I didn't like this episode. I, like you said, I found Brian Moses a, uh, shouldn't have been there, even though I like Brian Moses. And then I didn't end up like thinking, oh, I love Freddie Gibbs. But how know? could you? But like Kamar said he was cut I, off. From what I oh, learned. Oh, fair enough, sure. I, oh, no, yeah, I, he, he was likable than unlikable. <laughs> but it was four hours. Well, they were drinking. It was a long podcast. Um, yeah, Freddie Gibbs doesn't get to shine. I give it two and a half. There's enough little things that I sort of Freddie. It would have been much better if it was just Freddie, though. I give it two and a half. It gets a two and a half for me too. Um, I you have to know I wanted to like this episode. Were you? Were you? I think you put exclamation marks in yeah. the in the in the group. Text. What did you? What post did you see? I didn't see a post. Uh, Freddie Gibbs posted something like oh. walk out of the studio or Joe okay because someone sent someone sent me a video of Freddie. <laughs> talking to Joe where he's like, let me tell you something, Joe Rogan. He's like, let me guess, you smoke crack? And he's like, I smoke crack, yeah. But I didn't uh, I didn't see it on like... a photo and it was Freddie like, doing a selfie and Joe behind him. Okay, I didn't see that. I just saw a video. And then that was when I was like... But it didn't look like the studio. So that's why I was kind of confused. I was like, Freddie Gibbs? Well, I wonder if he, if Joe wanted him to put that picture out. Maybe not. That's true. All right. Well, uh, that was that episode. We're going to take a quick break. We'll uh, pay a bill and then we'll be right back. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. What interferes with your happiness? Are you feeling depressed? You feel anger? Maybe it's anxiety, stress eating away at your life. Maybe it's a self-esteem issue. Uh, do you feel like there's something preventing you from achieving your goals? 
I know for me, uh, I had a wicked drinking problem in my 20s, and uh, it would have been nice if there had been someone there to help. Luckily, I overcame it, and I can tell you right away, I feel much better. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional licensed therapist. Uh, it's so convenient. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. Uh, you can usually start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. So that's good. You'll get that timely and thoughtful help that you need. Uh, this is not a self-help website. It is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. Uh, as well, you can schedule weekly and video phone sessions. Um, we know that during COVID, the last thing you want to do is be going into a doctor's office, sitting in a waiting room, putting on the mask. Um, no one wants that. That's where BetterHelp is perfect. It's all done online, super convenient. Uh, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they offer financial aid, and they're available worldwide, which is wonderful. Uh, there's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in many areas. You never know. You may live in a rural area. Um, they may not have a specific type of uh, counselor that you're looking for. So that's where BetterHelp also comes in handy. Uh, they offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, as you name it. That's a lot of checked boxes. Uh, anything you share is, of course, confidential. Uh, the website is convenient, professional, affordable. They do have testimonials on their website if you want to go check it out. Uh, they have so many people using BetterHelp right now that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So also, if you're a counselor and uh, you're having tough times during COVID, maybe head over to BetterHelp and see if you can get yourself a job. You never know. Uh, if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. Join over 1 million people taking charge in their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-E for your 10% discount off your first month. Guys, go check them out. Thank you so much. Shout outs to BetterHelp. Thanks. Don't forget to check them out. Sponsors. Thanks, BetterHelp. All right, moving on to the last one of the week. The only other one of the week. 1612, Bob... Robert Bigelow. Swing your big dick, Bigelow. <laughs> My phone corrected to Robert Bungalow. <laughs> oh. Which I think is a better name. Big Bobby Bigelow. Um, <laughs> big Bobby Bungalow. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, okay, let's just start with what enrages me about Joe. And I say it all the time, but there was no... minded There was no greater um, example of it than this episode. Um yeah, the closed-mindedness is crazy. and But you're jumping ahead when you say the closed-mindedness, aren't you? Like, you're jumping ahead yeah. about an hour and a half yeah. in. That's yeah. fine. So we'll go backwards. That's fine. That's fine. I just wanted to know that... Notes. I just want to get this all out. Fair enough. Because okay. I found this part infuriating as well. Yeah. Enraging. I, I think we all agreed. Yeah. He but, was rude. But here's... Yeah, oh, he was super rude. He was. I found it very rude. He was super rude. And if you think that you're going to be rude like that to the alien community and you're still <laughs> going to have people come on, no, man. No. But listen... Here's the problem, okay? Joe, who should be the most open-minded of people because he believes in aliens to the nth degree, with very little proof, I might add. Like, yeah. as, as soon as that New York Times article came out, Joe, it, like, there's no doubt at all now, which is fine. I'm okay with that, like, obviously. But, frankly, not that much changed. 
like those videos as great as it is to have those videos you still have to take a lot of word from these pilots which i'm more than willing to do but joe like is willing to take that word but not the word of someone who's seen a ghost and listen guys we don't understand this phenomenon at all at all like we don't i'm sorry it could be anything Who's to say it doesn't have everything to do with? First of all, for listeners, he's talking else. about like psychic viewing I or remote Joe, viewing. I think Joe's like molested by a psychic or something. <laughs> psychic. He just had, he, had a, uh, he was enraged. Maddie, like he's disgusted I, by it. I'm talking about anything though. I'm talking about psychics. I'm talking about ghosts. I'm talking about goblins. Fair I'm enough. Talking but about Simon, Bigfoot. What like, I meant was in this particular instance, what Robert Bigelow was referring to was remote viewing. Yeah, totally. in this case, that's but what. Trust me about big. Dick Bob Bigelow, yeah, um, who they never talked about, but owned uh, uh, what's it called ranch? Um, Skywalker, Skinwalker Ranch. Mm -hmm. I can't believe they didn't talk about that. That's crazy. Um, he ran so many tests on so many different things. Like that's a hotbed for all sorts of different um, weird shit, from ghosts to Skinwalkers to aliens to ufos to portals to all sorts of shit like he believes a lot of things that just happened to be the one tiny point that joe got stuck on in this case but when it's not this it's something else the guy is super close-minded like it's enraging i can't stand it i don't know what to do i don't know what to do my because in any other situation i'm like fuck this noise my problem is this guy's a fucking billionaire he, he's not some shill like, <laughs> like like he's done more than joe will ever do in his life probably and he did everything to find out what he was curious about like that was his motivator give the guy uh a little more latitude than somebody else who has a far-fetched story you'd think he's not now granted some people think bob bigelow has his own set of skeletons you know what i mean but Do this tell. isn't just a guy who fucking made a documentary to your point that joe is picking apart on his show this is a fucking billionaire who has spent his own money out of pocket to just try and find out the mysteries of the world well let's talk about this for a second this guy's a fucking billionaire he's not some new york times author trying to push a book this guy has this guy time is money for this guy so him being there is a service to you like most people that go on joe rogan we would i would probably say 99 percent of people Need that go on joe rogan than precisely are a barnacle on joe this guy is the opposite of that this guy doesn't need to be on here I this guy doesn't need to say jack shit. sorry Maddie. go ahead no i apologize I, I also think that um look this guy's on joe like you're saying he's not pushing anything and i think he's an old man he probably doesn't remember things as well as he used to. And what he should have said every time Joe had a problem was just like, you know what, Joe? I have a whole staff of people who remember this shit for me. I'm going to send you that information. That's the best I can do. But trying to put him on the spot like that and make him remember. I don't think he should have had. I think Joe should have been more open-minded, like you said, more receptive. Tell me another just, story. Let's have, a, let's have a better discussion here yeah. rather than, because I think he sort of straw-manned him. Where it's like, no, yes. with the murder, you have evidence. Like, there's not the same thing, Joe. Like, it's... Well, first of all, he should have just... Like, once once it started going the way it was, 
even Robert Bigelow was like, listen, I'm here to talk about aliens and this, that. He was... He flustered. Yeah, and I felt it. And I was like, I agree with him. If he wants, if he's here to talk about aliens, just move on, Joe. Like, what do you give a and, fuck? And, and what is your emotional connection? Like, Joe is upset. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I have no time for this. The, your interests, like, it was so weird. Yeah. And don't, do you not think it's insane? <laughs> like, listen... Guys, if if we're talking just about UFOs, okay? Let's just forget everything else for a second. We're just talking about UFOs. We have no idea how these things communicate. We have no idea whatsoever about anything to do with them. It's definitely a possibility if we're putting out possibilities that they communicate without speaking, okay? That that's a possibility. Then what he's talking about is very pertinent to the situation like i i just don't get why joe feels like he has to be this um uh avenger of truth in he did not case. like him I, I don't know. He was they, like, they had obviously had dinner the night before and he was like well russell peter's lamborghini is better it's fully loaded like, it was just like it was just weird his approach well, and even then, when Robert Bigelow was like, why don't you come and bid on the thing? And he was like, I don't have time for that. I'm not doing that. Robert Bigelow should have been like, guess what, asshole? I'm a billionaire. I didn't have time to be here either, but... You're a well-known person. That person would just go in your history, find out your dad was a plane, get the name of the pilot. Like, Oh, that was crazy. The lengths that these people would have to go to is actually kind of impressive, too, <laughs> to pull off this, the, the scam. And I think, unless he has done it, so Joe should go to one of these things. Yeah, totally. Joe should go to reading, and once and for all, say it's total fugazi. Do you know what the interesting to thing totally. is? Totally. The interesting thing is how many, like, quote-unquote squares have been on Joe, on Joe's show, that he's like, you won't even try psilocybin. You won't yes. even do DMT. Like, really, how can you say all this bad shit? About it? And then it's like, and then this guy comes on, and Joe just cackas all over everything. And it's not even really like a QAnon, or like, I've heard some podcasts lately that if you if you say something against masks or whatever, you can, your shit can be taken down, you can be banned like the, the, the key words or stuff none of this is in that realm like for joe to take his position to protect his even then joe pretty much called anyone wearing a mask pussies which we forgot to mention in the last one yeah well i i i, I deliberately for the listeners any covid talk in the episode i try to avoid because it it's a broken record it's the same thing there's no new stuff coming out can i bring something up maybe oh no because it didn't work that way i was gonna say maybe there was because there were so many MMAs, maybe Joe was just jacked up this week. You know what I mean? Just running hot on testosterone, having all the fighters in. But then I thought about it, and it, was, it went fighter, Gibbs, and then this guy, and then two fighters. So that doesn't work out. He just well, seemed aggressive, like, for no reason in both episodes. And, um... Well, Is Simon well, awake? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I wanted to say something. Okay, sorry. Well, just... The, the, the first thing is that he, he t alluded to Foo Fighters. Do you know Foo Fighters is what, um... Army pilots would call UFOs back in the war. Yeah, the unidentified balls that they would see in the air, they would call Foo Fighters. I would like to find out more um, stories like the, that. The Japanese, I think, right? Uh, I, I, I saw something about Germans, but it's I, I think it was just um, cool that it became a band and then now they're a huge band. Uh, and then he mentioned the Trinity experiments. Do you know what that is, Simon? Uh, no, I don't think so. What was it? Well, they, they both said th these were just um, things that were to do with UFOs or paranormal. But I don't. I, I thought you might know because then he talked about the governor that brought a guy dressed out as an alien. 
Yeah. You don't remember that? That was for the Arizona thing, right? The Bob Bazaar talked about the yeah, three red lights. Yeah, that was for the uh, Phoenix lights, which, again, if you think about that now, okay, the Phoenix lights, whatever it was, it was a huge deal. You know, it really wasn't made into that huge a deal. Like, lots of people still don't know it ever happened. They made up an excuse for it. But yes, imagine yes. that really was what they said it was. One giant mile long ship that made its way from you know here to there god damn it so man. so so the foo fighters the trinity experiment maybe that doesn't relate this arizona incident whatever um the current because i guess it's 94 the tic tac is actually from okay that it was not fravor right yeah i think they said that the nimitz do, video do you think this is um suppression or just there's no there's no one cares was it 94 or was it like 2000 maybe 2004 yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was 90. I was going to say, was, the, the video than, looks too good for 94. I, I think it was 2004. Dude, I think that's when the Nimitz Still, in, it's like 16 happened. years ago or whatever, not like a, a year ago or something. Do you think there's a, a, a method of su suppression? Just don't let this get too big? Or just no one cares or apathetic towards any of this stuff? I think it's the unknown. Like, they just don't know enough. to. What are they going to tell? Like, And there's enough of the population like, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, enough of us rather just bury our heads and move on. Because that's one of the things that he pointed out that made sense. Although he basically said we know Elon Musk is an alien. <laughs> can, sorry, can I just interrupt for a second? Because sure. I don't have a pen and I'm going to forget this. If sure, I don't. sure. What I wanted to tell you, Maddie, and I know you don't like this argument, but Joe... Um, it, remember when Bob Bigelow was talking about uh, string theory and how he was saying now they're finding out that maybe string theory just isn't the answer. It, it was They were barking up the wrong tree. All, I don't know if that's true or not, okay? But I do know this. Look, we because it's science, because it is under that moniker, we just accept, okay, they said string theory was the way it was. This is how the universe functions. We'll take their word for it. It could just as easily that they're wrong and it was something totally different. That's my point is Joe will always take that science and never take the mystical, the opposite the, the, end the of the factor. coin. And he'll do that for aliens, but he won't do that for the other part. And I just think it's a dangerous precedent because what if, what if that is the case? What if string theory is not right? We've all been looking at the universe this one way and you should have been looking at it like literally 180 degrees differently. Dude, we don't know anything. We're stupid monkeys in possibly like the greatest amusement park of all time. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, God, I, I, if I was Joe in his position, I would remain like a kid and just accept all information like a sponge, unless it was so, um, like, unless it hurt somebody in its propagation, I think his, like, he's become, um, like, the skeptics that he makes fun of. Another problem for me is uh, this, well, I've been talking to people in the know, but there's no, like, well, who are these people in the know? And trust that me... He 
relies on their word as bond. Bob Bigelow, if anybody, would be a person in the know. I, I, I assume because of his... Uh, well, you say that he has skeletons in the closet. I don't know anything about that, but I meant his ske- success and his intent. I meant skeletons in his closet, meaning just like Bob Lazar, just like everybody in this field, whatever you want to call it. He was part owner of the Intergalactic Whorehouse. They... Everybody thinks that you may be a shill is what I mean. Like some people, he worked with the government. He did lots of work for the government. So whatever that means, but he, you know, for me, his credibility is he's spending money, not making money. You know what I mean? Like, as opposed to someone who takes anecdotal evidence to make a video to like, to make money. Somebody like Elon, who is spending money to make money. No, I was not to no, help society. I, no, no, no. What, what Kamar's saying is like he's not in this alien thing to make money. Is that what you're saying? That, yeah, he's that, spending that, that, he's spending his hard-earned money to get to the bottom of some of this to, shit to, to try to find while, while simultaneously not making YouTube videos that are like clickbait trying to make yeah, the money back. I, I don't see ulterior motives except for uh, uh, wanting to contribute because he's doing two things, right? He builds structures to go into space mm-hmm. that can house people. Which, which is such an interesting thing, resources in space, like food, whatever. Like, There's so many things to think of. I don't know how we're going to do it. And I guess it, it doesn't relate, but it does relate. He is super fascinated with consciousness and the psychic medium and life after death. Well, as you get to yeah. that point in your life, I imagine that becomes a priority for these guys. But he, he, Especially if you're a billionaire. Well, this is what I mean. When you have the means yeah. to actually extend life or to find out what's going to happen when you die, I think that's where you start putting your money instead of into, um, you know, portal. Well, portals are important, but, you know, aliens or whatever. My one criticism, would he be better served to do one of these things? Just devote to one of these things. He has enough money to do all of the things. Come on. But we were just saying you're best if you just focus on one thing. Yeah. But and, and Elon, again, is doing cars and SpaceX. Elon's doing 100 things and Neuralink and the tunnels and this. And he also the, has a super strong team behind him. I, I, I'm actually kind of glad they didn't talk about Skinwalker Ranch because as much as that's a huge part of Bigelow, um, Joe would have just, it would have been too much because everything about Skinwalker Ranch, Joe would have a problem with. Yeah. There's not one part of that that Joe would have been able to like accept, except for the UFOs, which is, which is crazy. The one thing though I thought about, because remember uh, when he talked to Elon, he asked about aliens. Like, I don't really think about aliens. And Bigelow sort of said the same thing from the idea that there's no scientific evidence. So what we're pursuing this stuff, we can't waste any time. There's, there's nowhere to start to expand. Well, I liked his, I liked that, his that statement. That makes sense to me. I right? liked his statement. He was like, if you don't, as long as you don't think it's Russia or China, you shouldn't really care. Because like, there's just nothing you could do anyway. There's, there's nothing you could do. So, unless you have an alien hand. Okay, here's a starting point. Now I can, you know what I mean? And, th- and that made sense to me. Uh, not to mean you don't have to be curious, but not to put too many resources into following it up. Well, yeah, his point was like, listen, if, if this thing isn't made here by our enemies, you shouldn't really care. Because they'll probably be able to fuck us up anyway. So what are you going to do? Just keep, yeah, keep it, moving, keep it moving. And, um, and trust me, Maddie. like if any of these or all of these abduction stories or uh, sighting stories are real, most of the time they don't do shit. You know what I mean? They don't hurt anybody. They don't kill anybody. Like They're just, they're just uh, poppycock. 
Uh, I don't think they're poppy. Poppycock. That means they're not real. <laughs> there's no, there's no salt ever. It's just you could talk about it forever and uh, just be curious. I'm beginning to really believe that um, this whole thing, like what they call the phenomenon, is that's really what it is. It's like one kind of giant thing that everything falls into under different names over a, a period of time. And it's just like different classifications of maybe the same kind of entities under different names, meaning like, you know, back in the day, they would have described it as maybe like elves or something. And maybe those elves are the same aliens that we see now. They were just describing them coming down on horses made of fire, the same way the Bible describes things one way, right? Like um, angels coming down. The way angels are actually described in the Bible are like wheels with eyes and wings of fire. And it's a very different kind of... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like yeah. we, our technology is caught up to theirs to where we can now at least recognize a flying ship exactly. as what it is, as opposed to thinking exactly. like a, you know, oh, it's a, like you said, an angel coming down from heaven or just. And now anytime we were to see, like, let's say you looked out your backyard window mm -hmm. and you saw these little green men running around, you yeah. would immediately think alien because that is in your um, Rolodex, you know? Whereas I mean, back in the day, when aliens weren't even a thought on anybody's mind, yeah, they would have looked you. back and said, oh, sprites or imps or whatever. I mean, my problem though, Simon, is that we know now through, you know, multiple guests that there's a good chance that everyone was just so fucked up on hallucinogens and psychedelics that there's that side of it too, where you can't, it's so tough to de decipher at this point what was... Possibly. I'm, but but again, I'm just saying you have to leave that open nope, as well because I, I do, and I also leave that it could be a little a column A and a little a column B. Of course, B. yeah, you could be high and see the fucking but, thing. But just hear me out on this one, okay? Sure. So you look back into history of like, let's just take um, elves or those type of creatures, okay? There's a lot of stories of kids being abducted by them and taken to lands far away and. That sounds like a abduction, an alien abduction to me. Just it's all about the person writing the story, you know? Yeah. And that's why Bigfoot, again, not to always come back to Bigfoot, but I think like, look, if, if he was an alien, it's only now that we're even understanding because of movies like Star Wars that maybe there are aliens, Chewbacca, Wookiees that could exist exactly like Bigfoot looks like. I mean, where does it come from? Well, that's just, a, just pure imagination. Because as you, the whole time you're saying this, for some reason, I'm thinking a centaur. Is that what it is? With the half horse, half human? Yeah, like that, that's just completely impossible, or that or, could have existed. Or maybe that's an alien creature. And then that's an interesting point too, Kamar, because like we we've all heard the stories about uh, the guy who wrote Star Trek, there, Roddenberry, and how he sat in on those Majestic Twelve meetings, or Majestic Ten, or Nine, or Eight, or whatever the fuck it was where he was learning how the galaxy really worked and then taking that and making it digestible for the same way Walt Disney made space digestible with Werner von Braun so that five years later when we actually went to space, people weren't like, their minds weren't blown so much that they couldn't comprehend what was going on. It's the slow burn, which is exactly probably why they started writing those articles in the... Um, in the New York Times, because 
they're slow burning us for something that's going to happen in the next 10 years, which is aliens are going to be dealing with humans in some sort of capacity more than just we see them in the sky and record them. But the weird thing he said is there, if there, if it's weird how everything's worded, if there are things, uh, alien or foreign to this planet, or whatever, some corporations possess them. Sorry, repeat that, Kamara. He said some of them are government in government possession, some of them in private corporation. Well, like Bigelow is a private corporation. Mm-hmm. But then he said they were bringing this stuff out to see if they can do anything with it. You're talking about the metals, right? The, uh, the materials? They're so vague. I don't know what he was talking about, but I guess so, yeah. It, it, these are the metals that the French guy was talking about. Yeah, valet. Valet. Well, that's just it. Is like the government has some stuff, obviously, and some stuff is held by private people, so like Bigelow. So unless he's willing to either let the government work on it or do the work himself, it's possible that it's never done. Lucky there are people like him out there who are willing to do that because otherwise it all falls to the government and we know what happens then. We never get answers. I just think the problem is the... Well, I, I, I don't know if it is, but it feels like it's a splintered approach to this. Like he's not a, um, a, a un, uh, effort in unison with everyone on the same page sharing information. Well, I mean, that's just not how it is. That's not how it is with space travel. You have five different private companies vying for who knows what you think elon sharing his space knowledge with fucking uh virgin airlines guy like and, I and doubt is, that, it. is that part of a defect or is that just the way it is no that's Bruce part Horn of intellectual property god uh, like the last thing you want to do is give up like let's say you're the first to any yeah. pro any market the last thing you want to do is then go and give all the information you've collected to your closest competitor. That's just the worst business model. But doesn't ever. a rising tide if, raise all ships? If you were a, I mean, if you were Bob Bigelow and you own private enterprise and you found a piece of metal that was going to change the way the world ran, meaning like all buildings would be built with this. Are you like sharing that info? No, I think you're keeping that patenting. And, if it and selling is what it, you're you know? saying though, and it just will be um, infinitely beneficial for all humankind. You should share. Even I mean, if, listen, even I'm going to... Sorry, go ahead, Matty. Well, no, I was just going to give a terrible example that I read the other day. The guy that invented karaoke, he didn't patent it. And he did it intentionally. He said he wanted the world to f- sing and feel happy. It's a billion-dollar industry. This guy could be rich beyond his wildest dreams. Now, this has nothing to do, really, with what I'm talking about, except that, like you said, Kamar, if you just give it away... I mean, in a way, Elon's stuff is all open source, isn't it? Not really. Come on. I thought Tesla. You think Tesla information is open source? Like anybody can just uh, use his solar energy patents? I don't think so. Well, maybe not in that sense. To work with it and advance it. I thought. I thought. I I was under impression that's what it was. There's there's something he does. He's too smart. Well, for 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 an alien, he's probably just average. Uh, What was I gonna say now? That's a great fucking. That's a great little science fiction movie right there. Like Elon was the dumbest alien, <laughs> so he left. So he left and, he and was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna find a planet full of oh rubes, my God, and I'm amazing. just gonna dominate." It's called the very dumbest alien. <laughs> so that's for, great, man. Yeah, you like that? You're like a burnout alien, and yeah. you're just like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go find a planet of monkeys." Yeah, and I'm gonna fucking and be shine. Their god. Yeah, and this is. We'll see how long it takes me. 
Yeah. For, oh, it I goes back to say, show his dad and it, they don't care. What I was going to say, Kamar, is um, even in the government, the different units can't work together and share information. I don't know what makes you think that the private sector would be any different. You can give me a hundred reasons. I, uh, I think my point is just we'd be further along if they could. Well, of course, a lot. And if your aunt had a wiener, she'd be your uncle, you know, like that's. Do not gender my aunt. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. That's not true. Anyway. Neuralink remote viewing. There's this thought that like you, you, it's within you and you have to learn it. Or maybe it is just uh, technology away. You know what I mean? What? I don't think you have to learn anything for Neuralink. I think you plug that shit in and you're in. No, but remote viewing, uh, psychics, you were talking about that guy that could see the submarine or something. Right. Maybe Neuralink opens that up for everyone. Is that what you're saying? And the fact that we create it, it is natural. Like, it, it, I, I feel like there's an idea that that's cheating to get to that point. Right. It's not natural. Because but it is natural because it. it was made from us. Yeah. And we're natural. So maybe, uh, maybe we're natural, but maybe we were uh, engineered as well, Kamari, and we're unnatural and everything we do, hence is unnatural. Well, that's the other point that he made is why are we so different from everything else on the planet? Like we're so fragile yet so powerful, right? Yeah. Everything else can just live off the land. It doesn't need, it doesn't need to create um, favorable environments for well, you to could, survive and thrive. You could too. You could live like an animal. In a more uh, warmer climate? Well, even if, I mean, you you would still need clothes to a degree, I guess, but like... Some technologies. Let we, me, wait, hold on. I gotta say... strive for greatness. That's the problem. I gotta say this, though. It's, in, it's insane to me that considering how fragile we come out and how long it takes us to develop anything that we made it this far. Like, think about a giraffe. A giraffe falls eight feet out of a pussy, hits the ground. It yeah. takes 10 minutes and it's like, right okay, yeah, like, okay, let's get to living. Yeah. And you, whereas we like, dude, it's fucking the, the growth it takes us to get to any point of, of doing anything. But once we get there. No, you make a great it's point astonishing. because as babies, we are so fragile and so useless. Totally. We are, how the fuck, it, for sure we were engineered. This whole thing is a game for us. Otherwise, it doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make you know? sense. <laughs> and, it, and, and we strive for greatness, that you said? Well, ego. Ego is what separates us from like an uh, a wolf, let's say. A wolf wants to be the best wolf it can be so it can eat the most food. We want to be the best we can be so we can impress the most people. It's such a different, um, like, I, I think ego is what separates us from everything else. But I'm going to disagree with you because you have someone like a, a Tesla, like Nikola Tesla, who was like a weird recluse in love with a pigeon, apparently. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily agree with you that someone like him was doing it so that everyone noticed him. Like, I think there are some people... Ego works in a different way, though. Sorry, that wasn't... that. That's one way ego shows itself. But, like, it's just this idea of being better and, like... Tesla, who was married to a pigeon, I still believe like a guy like that, in order to do the things he did and to have the ideas he had, he would have been striving all the time for some sort of greatness. I don't know what that was, but... Well, this is what I wanted to, when I was asking about, um, you know, great, super great athletes or whatever, what DNA gene there are in there, and then 
using CRISPR or whatever, right? So same with like, why are there so few of these geniuses or once a lifetime Tesla? Can you put Elon Musk in the same conversation? Well, that's why they ask, I don't know. That's why they ask these geniuses to give their brains after they die, right? So they can, like, I think Einstein gave his brain after he died. But does it feel like it's so far and few, these super geniuses are? Is it, or do we just not hear about most of them because most of them don't become billionaires? Most of them just write some code in their basement that's stolen by fucking Bill Gates, who becomes a billionaire. I'm not smart enough, but... Well, the real question, I mean, what's crazy is this. You hear about the wealth inequality all the time. It's like, it's just something that you constantly hear about. But I was thinking about the other day, the inequality that we really don't talk about is becoming apparent to me. And that's the inequality of genius. Like, think about how many people are exponentially smarter than the three of us in this room. There's a lot. And then you think about the amount of people that are dumber than us. There's a lot of those too. And I don't know if it's always been this way. Like, it feels like... It feels like... Uh, well, there's way more dumb people than smart people. Well, of course, but I think it's always been that way. But now it seems like the smart people are getting smarter at a, at a rate that is crippling the rest of us. Like, I think about the smartest people in the world. What they know compared to me is staggering. I gotta let the dog in. Well, like those losers that uh, debunked uh, <laughs> Weinstein. There you go. Great example. What, what... We'll get back to that. But why, why are we creating AI? Like, what is our motivation? Because we're never satisfied with yesterday. It always has to be better. We don't fucking need AI. We, we, we don't, don't need we don't, any like, of the this resources, shit, man. the time. What, what is our motivation? Like, we're, we're out of control. Out of co we don't know what Come we're doing. Are, we are monkeys that don't realize we're monkeys. And we. All because of ego. And we fool ourselves that this is some sort of master plan. Right, like this is the way it was always going to turn out no it matter what. It has to what. go this way. You know why we think that? Because people like Elon tell us that. But you, do you think uh, the psyche or everything, like there's time before Elon. Hey, yep. 20 years ago, he was and nobody. And when it wasn't Elon, it was somebody else. Oh, exactly. So Pushing a so narrative on you through the media and all of that. It's shit. too oh. simple to just blame it on Elon. No, I, he's just a perfect example right now of everything that's wrong with like humanity to me why but what if what if 20 years down the road everything he does like what if Neuralink cures then all I, then i'm wrong maddie and i will oh yeah you're not married to your opinion i will only be your the wife. first to but, but do, um apologize your bias aside do you think elon's really smart i think he's very smart yeah do you think bill gates is very smart no nah, i'm not sure i don't know like he's very well spoken but i, I don't think he's well spoken my question is he's this a, he's an anomaly how do you how do you how can you justify someone getting that rich and then have the audacity to say anything other than, yeah, they're smart? Well, I mean, I can we can go back and look at the story about how he got rich. He got a, his mom to get him a contract. Like, I, I'm just not sure what we know is really what we know. You but you know? just make a computer program that works and then you make a million of those that sell it. Like, It's not that much innovation. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I don't think he's innovated anything. Well, not lately. They haven't like, put anything into R&D no, like, since 2012. All the Apple stuff or what Elon's done. When you, I don't look at Bill. He did, Bill Gates didn't invent the computer. No, but... His the, genius inventing an operating system that doesn't even work that well. well it works no, it works well. No, it works well. <laughs> you, you're forgetting that like uh, those computers run off DOS, or they used to, where you had to... I don't know what that means. Well, it, it, it means, Kamar... The way a computer used to work was you had this fucking shitty black screen. And if you wanted to run a program, 
you had to type in run boot dot and it had to be precisely it and if you fucked up any backslash or colon or semicolon it didn't run what bill gates did or ibm did was they created an operating system that ran like a mac where everything was on a desktop that that's the modern desktop is because of well, it's actually because of Apple. Either but way, I mean, it turns out that he wasn't even the smart one out of the duo. Like, I'm telling you, that, that was a narrative. I'm not saying he's stupid. I'm not saying he's stupid or unintelligent. But he's fed not, to us. He's not invented anything. Yeah. I, Simon, the narrative that's fed to us either way. Like, so you think that, that all the money he's made after that is all just fucking fluke, that he's not a smart guy? Okay. That seems crazy. So fine. Bill Gates is a smart guy. I don't put Bill Gates and Elon Musk in the same conversation. That's just me. That's fine. I don't think so, but just in the same vein, Bill Gates is telling everyone you got to stop eating meat. Bill Gates is telling everyone you got to do this or that or the other. Well, I mean, that's been my complaint the whole time. Being a genius in making an operating system doesn't make you a genius in viruses, doesn't make you a genius in eugenics or in fucking food consumption or any of that shit. Yeah, but okay, Mike, but if you're super smart, you can learn about all that stuff a lot easier than we could, correct? You can comprehend Fine, but even if you spent 20 years, we just talked about 10,000 hours like an hour ago. If Bill Gates spent 10,000 hours learning about fucking virology or whatever, you wouldn't... Yeah, no, that's true. It's true. I, th I the, think the it'd same, be impressive if you invent something. The same that rings true for Bob Bigelow rings true for Bill Gates. They both could be doing good. My opinion is that he is not. Again, if I'm wrong, I mean, here, like, I'll be the first to say is it. Is Warren Buffett smart? He's probably a really good businessman. But okay, so is he smart? That was the question I asked. Yeah, he's smart. Okay, well, that's then th this is kind of the thing I'm getting at is but like, but he's not, but just, he hasn't, he hasn't because, created a goddamn thing. Just because he has a space program doesn't mean that him and Elon are the same kind of smart, you know? Sure. I'm again, I'm not, I bet Elon is probably smarter than Warren Buffett. But Do you think I'm, Richard Branson's smart? Yeah. I think they're all smart. But again, are they, are I, they all geniuses? It's more I visionary. Or, I don't know. I don't know. And I, again, I don't know why they don't all work together. They're, they can't be that smart. <laughs> well, again, maybe if there was a, a problem that they thought was dire enough, they would work together like the aliens coming. <clears throat> well, I mean, to say they don't work together, I think is maybe a misnomer. Like, I feel like they're all intertwined maybe more than we'd like to admit, or maybe more than we even know. Because, like, keep in mind, they all invest in each other's companies as well. And like I'm sure Buffett owns the more some Tesla. they work together, the more they would benefit conceivably. But that's what I'm saying is like, think about it. If Warren Buffett thinks Elon Musk is doing great work, he's going to invest deeply in Tesla because it's going to make him money. Right. So in a way he is working with him. Same way Bill Gates might, you might think of Bill Gates now as like, oh, he's not doing anything, but we could find out that he's invested in like a hundred companies that again, 20 years from now could change the world. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't I, know why. I, I, again, it's like, what is the motivation? Are we just bored? Like, what are we going to get to? Because like this guy asked Joe, um, and I'll see, do you guys believe in a soul or a spirit? Yes and yes. And so that that it's the most unexplainable thing basically ever, right? And it cannot die. Who I it's don't not know. to be killed or whatever. I don't know. Well, that's what a soul or spirit would be, right? Well, you're asking me to give a. Uh... Uh, definition to something we're not even sure exists. So I don't know. But you think it exists? Yeah, but I don't know the rules of it. That's crazy. I don't think there's a wrong answer. It's just your opinion. Oh, just my opinion? Um, if you actually knew the answer, no, you should I think, be on Rogan. I think probably a soul can be killed somehow. There's probably some weird like incantation to kill a soul so you can't 
go across to the other side. Because this guy was trying to articulate how consciousness and thought aren't the same thing. Yeah, he was having a really hard time with all of that. It, it's very hard to, to, to discuss. Just like, um, so wait, let me ask you then, because just before we move off the soul thing, like, so if you guys believe there's a soul, then what happens to someone who's in like a vegetative state? Like, is their soul dead? Did their soul leave their body? Like maybe someone that's maybe it's trapped. Well, if their body is still alive, then their soul probably is still inside. Maybe those are like the worst case scenarios where you know you're like awake for the operation. You know, well, Simon, have you ever heard of trapped in syndrome? Uh, it sounds terrible. It it's literally like you're. Uh, I I think it's that like you're like you cannot move, but you're fully like fully aware. But if you want me to give, if like the answer to your question, Maddie, is those people aren't dead yet, so their soul has not left yet, right? By, hmm. the, by that logic, I think. Diablo avocado. I mean, yeah, there's, uh, there's the whole thing of this guy, like we don't know. And that's maybe why, like the argument for being able to release people is like maybe you are really holding them hostage because look, if... If the other side the is hostage. something to Beautiful. be celebrated, yeah. then, you know, you're holding back time they could be spending starting anew or however it works, right? Like, or not. And it's over, but I can't, either way, I can't imagine people living in that vegetative state. Do you guys think it's possible that we happy. will, along the way, like, stumble and create consciousness? Without understanding it, because that's what I know. That's what he mean. was yeah, asking, yeah. What, what this pro, like, why are we creating AI? What what is the end game? Like, if we could do everything we wanted, what would that look like? And then self aware. It's it's re, really it's like, is, I, I just Kamara. I think about it like this: is it? It seems like consciousness is such a complex thing that you couldn't just accidentally stumble onto it, like creating consciousness. How can you create something you don't understand? It would be given to us, like meaning. An alien will come and explain to us what we're missing about consciousness, and then we'll be like, oh, right, now we get it. But for me, the closest to simulation would be in consciousness. Well, and didn't they bring this up too in one of these? Like, if you could live indefinitely, would you? Joe asked that all the time. That was well, yeah. that was in the Freddie Gibbs I one, I think. So. But yeah, like so that like right there, I don't know that I would. Like I I just It's like my, my buddy's joke, we just want to come for a hundred years straight. But maybe it's the best feeling ever, but you're giving an, but yeah, all but after like hour 10, you're like, oh, this is just after hour. you're <laughs> giving an all or nothing scenario, Matt. Like, uh, again, we're putting like human emotions on something that maybe at that point is not human at all. Right. Meaning that. What did I say? I don't, don't remember. The, what what was the like. all or none that I put out there? I don't remember. Consciousness. Was it consciousness you're talking about? Yeah. Well, again, like you said, we don't understand what it is. No, he said because we can't, don't understand it, we can't make it. But I, I just don't understand what AI is or why we're doing it anymore. We're doing AI is it to make our lives easier. Yes, because yes. AI will then create things that will like a, the idea is that AI, like uh, what's the fucking AlphaGo? Yes, the whole idea of the AlphaGo was that they created something so smart that it could figure things out. Like it's gonna, it's gonna create apps. It's gonna create programs. Where we don't have to do anything. Well, so maybe it could discover consciousness, Kamar, what it is. Well, that, that. But again, hold on. That would that would be the same thing. No, but I'll tell you why. Creating consciousness, I'll tell you right? why it can't. Because like with AlphaGo, it has to play games. It has. We have to feed it something we understand 
for it to be able to do it. That, that again, that's assuming that you, we understand AI. Maybe AI takes on a life of its own, like in Terminator, and that's when shit actually starts to get done. Sure. Because but, it has nothing to do with us. But so, I feel like that's the only exciting reason why we'd be doing this. I mean, don't forget too, didn't, I, I think Facebook created an AI a couple of years ago that they had to turn off that's because it started talking to itself in language that we didn't understand. That, that's correct. And it was immediately like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> a little Skynet going here. I just, I, I would like someone to say, we are working on AI for this. You, I, you know, and I don't think that's clear. We are working well, no, that's on what AI for convenience and probably in the, uh, by accident, it will do something else. We don't know what that something else is yet. But hold on, I want to say this. It <clears throat> it started through chess, right? They started. They wanted to make a program that could beat any chess player in the world. Well, because, that's no fun. Well, no, but because they figured, they were like, it's a very complex game with X amount of moves. Then with Go, I don't know if you know this, there are more possible moves in Go than there are atoms in the universe. Yeah, it's, it's the craziest game. That's crazy. So... The fact that they taught this machine to beat the best human Go players just through playing itself over and over, like trillions of times. Again, Kamar, you were saying, what was the purpose? They The purpose was that, precisely. Just to beat humans at Go. But then through that... But that's no fun. You create something you can never beat. If I was brave, you play a game, you might be able to win. Well, no, but the idea is that when you can create this computer that can beat everything, like I said, it opened up this world where they were like, this computer has the power to do... Or potential. Yeah, precisely. If I was breaking this down logically, I would think that it started with automation, right? And as you start automating things and humans have to do less, the next step after that is to try and figure out some brain to control that automation, right? So like when we're not around... And then that spawns the AI. It's all because of like human beings wanting to do less and less. Well, yeah, but I've had, I mean, we've had this conversation. The idea of automation was that so we would stop working yes. and that we would be free to do. And instead well, we... So is AI, Maddie. That's the, that's the dream. That, that's but this is what I'm saying. But this is what I'm saying is I'm still, I see, I'm, uh, I haven't been fooled by the last time, like a hundred years ago. There's no way that the automation that they're pushing on us now is going to do anything but grow a wealth gap. Because they're not going to use, they're not just going to give AI to people to make their lives easier. You'll have to pay for it. Well, well, what I've been trying to get at, say you live 100 days, just for easier. Okay. You would like to be happy for as many of those days yep. as possible. Yeah. The, the bottom line, right? Yeah. Simon, you, you agree? Can't see him through the plastic. Yes, he's, of he's course, nodding his of head. Of course, yes. I agree. It's a stupid rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is. It is. I, I knew the answer. Is. But is, and this is what this guy's saying, is advancement connected to happiness? Or are we sacrificing happiness, chasing this advancement with we don't have the, the motivation? I, no, I disagree. I think those are both really good questions. <clears throat> I think they're good questions, but the reason I disagree is just because, again, if, what, if, what if I can give you 140 days so that you can at least maybe then get 100 good days? Right, like if before, if I'm no happier for those hundred forty days, then it's, it's, but we don't and know. And what that. if I could give you a lifetime of happy days, a million happy days that you could decide at any point to stop? That was the point I was getting at before, Maddie, where I was saying all or nothing because you're, it's like you're saying I can live forever or not, and I'm saying once we figure it out, maybe you decide exactly how long you live, and when you've had enough, you just turn it off. 
that, that was I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't know that human nature, like there's always going to be something that's going to keep you. It's like the, it's you like th- the you cliffhanger. That, you think that now. We think that now because we've only ever lived so long. If you live 300 years, you might be the guy who says, yeah, I, I'm out. I'm done but after y- year 300. The only know? problem, though, is that my only the only reason I would disagree with that is because we've proven the opposite that like we just keep wanting to live longer. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I get what you're saying. Maybe at 300, we're like, fuck this. But you I just want to live longer because we've never gotten enough. Yeah. And maybe 150 years we'll find out is enough. That's all I'm saying. We put too much of yeah. our like what we know now on what we think is going to happen. Right. But I heard somebody describing the hot like, hand fallacy, describing time. And they were saying it was like, um, I'm going to butcher this, but it was like an, uh, cigar burning. Mm-hmm. I think this was Lou Elizondo who said this, the guy who used to be from TTSA. So right now is the, right now is the ash. No, I'm, I'm going to butcher. I'm going to fuck it up. Anyways, it was just a really interesting way. Of, like, as somebody else said, uh, it's like a record where I'm going to fuck this one up too. Jesus. We're, just we're, to get right. we're not, we're not the song playing. <laughs> but, this, no, no, no. That's not a good, but sorry, the needle. Okay. And okay. that, that record can be changed and we are the, the solid point. I, I, I don't know what that means. Uh, what you guys need to do, I'll post it on the Reddit. I watched this video the other day on YouTube, uh, about time and our perception of time. And it really fucked me up. Like, let me give you this guy. I'll just drop one piece on you that really fucked me up. Forrest Gump and the Lion King, they were released closer to the moon landing than today's date. What? Yeah. Okay, well, no. Is that right? That Hold is on. right. The Lion King was released in the movie 1994. game. 1994. And the moon landing was what? 1969, 19... I believe. When I was hungry. So I... 20. Wow, that's crazy. Well, Maddie, tired, that's like the classic. Um, but do you see what? But his point. The Tyrannosaurus Rex is closer in time to us but than it is to the Stegosaurus. His point was no. how you. His, yes. his point, though, was how you perceive time. I, again, I'll post it on the Reddit and I'll show you guys after I, all, or I'll send it to you. I get it. It's a very interesting video, but it's. It... Kamar. Sorry, Maddie, because I got to clarify Go ahead, yeah. this for Kamar. So the Tyrannosaurus Rex, because time, the the Jurassic, the Cretaceous, all of those are hundreds of millions of years in comparison to the tiny little bit of time that we encompass from Egypt to now, let's mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. we The Tyrannosaurus Rex is closer to us here than it is to the Stegosaurus down there. And the other one was that Cleopatra is closer to us than Jesus. No, 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 no. no. Closer to Jesus than us. No, closer to us than the building of the pyramids. That's it. Yeah. And that's the stock. And that just goes to show you what a tiny, tiny, minuscule part of time we are. Do you know that we also believe that the chicken is the closest living relative to the Tyrannosaurus Rex? Hmm. And Kamar. Is it just birds in general? Kamar, I was fucked up. It wasn't Gabriel Mock I was thinking of. It was Wentworth Miller, the guy from Prison Break. He's gay. You said suits. I know, and uh, that's where I was fucked up. And I believe he is. Yeah. Prison well, Break. My, my apologies Prison to, to Break Gabriel Mock. Started a, a great show. Season one was had so much potential. So much potential. And then they got out. Crazy. It got crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then they got out, and you're like, okay, I, I don't know. Not only that, man. Then they're in Mexico in jail. And then the woman, the wife is in jail no, it's in fucked. one season. It's yeah, so it's retarded. Crazy. I watched all those Stallone ones. Escape plan. Tango and Cash is my Escape Plan is the one where he's in prison with With Schwarzenegger. 
He's, he's, I haven't up. seen that. He knows Lock up, Kamar, is where DTA is from. Don't trust anyone. Yeah. Really. Is money the problem? With the world? Well, no. All this advancement, like, I, I, the ego, like, chasing money. Because he was talking about our spiritual uh, maturity is sort of, like, retarded right now. Money, I think, may be the problem. As we've advanced so far this way, we sort of lost sight. I, I don't know if you agree with that, or I, I sort of felt it's we can't have all like there's no balance our one pursuit to create stuff and the new thing is losing light of what's important that's what the happiness question was you know what i mean are you like secretly hoping for like a mass reset kamar that was the question i posed about this this pandemic was sort of an opportunity for that and and it didn't happen at all so i don't think i'm hoping for anything now (laughs) If there ever was an opportunity for sort of us to come, remember what is important, and we've lost light of it, it we had an opportunity and we didn't take it. So, I mean, I, I'm a bit of a skeptic in that. I saw this crazy thing about universal basic income. This guy was talking about because they haven't raised minimum, because the lack of raising in minimum wage since the 70s, the top one percent have stolen like <laughs> it was a staggering number, like 86 trillion dollars from the bottom 99 percent. And the guy was like, "We that's why we need universal basic income to pay everyone back. I don't know if money is the problem, Kamar. I don't know. Like, 100% money is the problem. Well, we what does the world it, look like without money, though? I, I, sorry. A world without racism. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know what that looks like. I can't pick. I'm not suggesting that money not be a thing. But there has definitely, we cannot control ourselves as human beings. So there have to be some... Yeah, I'm beginning to sound like a fucking real... Uh, Jimmy Boom Boom. Uh, <laughs> socialist <laughs> here, right? Um, <laughs> no, but like seriously, because time and time again, human beings have done nothing but proven themselves to be... Uh, Flawed? I, I, yeah, I want to say ill-equipped to deal with what uh, p- money and power bring. We just... We're, it's like... It's like we were meant to live simpler and we've pushed ourselves further, like Kamar was saying, maybe, than I mean, co- what like, was right for us in this time frame. Listen, I want to say yes and no. I, I think, like, yeah, there's a lot of people that have gotten power and been terrible about it. I think there's been an equal amount of people that have gotten power and been great about it and that have made strides and made things better. So, I, you know, it's the sweet and the sour. Like, I, I just don't think it's everything is cut and dry like that everything's the same there are there's plenty of great people out there doing great things i i mean look we're i get we're all in agreement like there have to be hospitals there have to be these things that are necessary but do there have to be like i don't know pepsi factories out the yahoo and amazon plants and this well like, if, if all the people have to be employed there does I mean, listen, Simon, we're definitely way well, too... if it's universal basic income, then that's not the problem, right, Kamar? Like, we keep making more shit because more people have to have jobs because we need more money. And, like, at some point, if you took a step back and just, I guess, to Matt's point, said, everybody, you just take what you need, then do we really strive to make more factories and make more jobs? So it'd be no, like, probably not. The reason we focus why- on... Things that are important, like being happy and art, and I, I don't know. So just the, re- taking a shot the, in the reason dark why we're working so hard on advancement and this and that and R and D is to one day create a utopia. 
But there's no such thing. I don't think so, though, Kamar. I think that that's been totally lost. We are doing all of that to keep everyone at bay where nobody actually needs that stuff to be kept at bay. It's like because of our progression and doing all the stuff, we're kicking ourselves off the planet. You know what I mean? Like we didn't use all the resources. We could just stay here. We had a simpler life. But it's that we're destroying the planet to make ourselves happier. Yeah. So that it, so it that we can afford to travel to Mars. It doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't. Nothing we do makes sense. And that's why this guy, this guy really made me think in this episode. And I don't understand why Joe was giving this guy the fucking hard time. Because he's very thoughtful. And again, this guy is a billionaire. You know what I mean? And he's going back going, I don't think this is the, the best way to go. Oh, I don't know. I mean, no one knows. I want to give you an ant analogy that I just thought of, okay? That I, I, I'm just working out right now, but I think it's pretty apropos. So imagine human beings were ants, okay? And we, you were like a thing looking at the ants. And you just looked at the way we built, okay? You have all this land, and the ants are all building houses on top of each other in certain locations. You would be like, what the fuck is going on here? That doesn't make any sense. And you have all this space that nobody's building any ant hills on. Why? It actually makes more sense. To, Why? Well, we don't want people, <clears throat> unless people are farming, you want a lot of that land to stay green. Like, what we should be doing is building up. <laughs> really? You think? Yes. We should. The, the more skyscrapers, the fucking better. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Why? That's the craziest thing I've ever but heard. But that's, be, that's because green space is nice and something you want to yes, look at. Yes, and it's important. No, but it's also unique. It's Which important for the Montana environment. It keeps all us. The, all the beautiful scenery. Oh, I knew fucking Yellowstone was coming up here. Listen. Yeah, I know, but I'm not suggesting that you pave every fucking park into a parking lot. You know what I mean? But there. Look, again, that's assuming that we have to live this way where everywhere we go, we ruin. I mean, again, there's it, just It doesn't too, have to be that way. Well, there's, I mean, there's probably too many of us, just realistically. Well, then a pandemic would be a good thing and not dealing with it would, would be a good thing. Gross. But uh, again- you know, Diablo avocado. So <laughs> I don't feel that way. There are so many of us and we just pack all in the same places. That doesn't make any sense to me. I, like I understand the sharing of infrastructure. I get that part. You need to be somewhere close so that we're not all like wasting money doing the same things that we could be sharing. I get that. Well, also Simon, even from like, if everyone has to drive into work from an hour out because we all live spread out, yeah, it's I, terrible for the environment again, as well. Like, it's that whole work thing, eh, Matt? What if we didn't have to work? Yeah, I mean, uh, if there wasn't it, that pesky it, job getting in the way. Is it as bad if all the cars are electric? Well, this is the thing. If, no, like, it's way better, Kamar. And it, if they all drove well, themselves, yeah. if, 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 and you if, could if, do if, your, if, you could play video games on the way to work? If, 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 if. There's a I lot mean, of ifs. Listen, Johnny Mnemonic, <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic was set in 2021. Go back and watch that fucking movie. Like, back to the Future. We're always way off on what we think the future is going to look like. It usually looks a lot like the last 20 years with just some new accoutrement. So, well, like, in those future movies, the automated car is always taking the guy to work. Have you noticed? Of course. Like, if if we have automated cars, yeah. sh we shouldn't be working yeah, anymore. But you know what, though, Simon, I was can't imagine it. We no we one can imagine it without the dude, Simon. The narrative is so set. Yeah, go ahead. Now. We just can't. We're not there yet, though. Like I was at a shopper's drug mart the other day, and all three of the automated checkouts were down. 
And the girl's like, sorry, I'll be there in a sec. I just got to deal with everyone that I can. And, you know, and it's like, I, I don't know. I just don't see like there's certain things like. But those didn't even exist five years ago. So five years from now, they'll be probably everywhere. And that and, store. And, and functioning better. And that I store it, didn't exist 50 years ago. There's always going to be a need for people to work, unfortunately. And 200 years ago, we came here on boats and like. <laughs> it's, no. If they create this. Well, th- th- this is another question. Are are we uh, creating the next thing or are we be- going to become the next thing? You know what I mean? Like, will we, will we create, uh, so we download ourselves to the computers or will humans be the last of a uh, humankind and then there's uh, AI, Borg kind. Borg, let's say the Borg, just for argument's sake, from um, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You, you know that as a reference? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think that, listen. Because I don't think we're going to go to Grays with no dick. Like I Joe mean, thinks. the best thing we could do is figure out a way to put, to, to figure out what our consciousness is and how to put it in a computer program that simulates exactly what we're in now. That way we could just live in that thing for 10,000 years. We wouldn't have to worry about some sort of extinction level event and the earth could come back to, it would fix itself. That would be like, as far as I'm concerned, that would be the goal. And maybe we're already in that, which is what I say all the time. But I'm just saying, like, Kamar, that that is the best case scenario. Yeah, that's the only way we're going to save this planet, is to find a way to leave it without leaving it. Yes. Well, my listen to this. I, I'm, in my head, I thought, if we figured out what consciousness was, uh, that would expose the simulation all. Like, it's all over. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. It's, it's the key. That's, I, I can't explain well, that's it. But, but that's what Matt always says, and that's why we can't figure it out. Because then the program to. ends. It's, it, you're, no, it's no, no, not that it ends. It's just there's a there's it's a fail safe within not there. Programmed precisely into the system. Yeah, for you supposed to, to know that. Yeah. And and so, but again, that's just a tight little bow. You know what I mean? That again, that's this guy was trying to articulate some really big ideas, and I thought doing a good job under duress, under heavy duress. Giving him a hard time. It, he had a creepy mustache. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I, I watched. <laughs> that's that's my <laughs> he only. He looked like someone's grandpa, it. like someone's really nice grandpa. And there Joe was, like browbeating this old man. Give me another example of when you communicated with the dead. Yeah, I mean and that that was disappointing. Uh, I was waiting for Robert Bigelow to be like, you know what, Joe? I'm buying Spotify tomorrow, and you're fucking canceled. Like, well, I don't. Dude, think, I, he's that like. I don't think he's that rich. I think okay, he's fine. Always, I he is. A thousand percent that rich. I think it's worth 1.5 billion. Oh, let's check right now. I think it's worth 1.5 billion. Oh, you billion. already know I this, Kamar? Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, no way. As I'm listening to Joe berate this guy, like... That's also according to Google. How, Billionaires, like, he's probably worth... Fucking how man. much is this guy worth to be putting up with this shit? I, I want him like, look, fucking Rogan. Yeah. He's shit bigger than you. It's like you almost wanted a Jeremy Corbell there to uh, diffuse. Yeah. I just couldn't... Like, I genuinely... I was thinking about... I was like, this guy's so rich. Like, he's there as a favor to you. Clearly, nothing more. So rich. Very and, clean fingernails. And also, like, I don't know, like, in the lore, you know? And like, he would never treat Elon like that. When you're talking about um, aliens and all of that stuff, like, he's one of those names that come up. No, but think, let's think about that for a second. If Elon Musk was on oh, there and was like, was like, I think we can... Um, telecommunicate like i i think we can get to mars i don't think joe would be pushing back as hard as he was against this guy it was it was a tough listen it would have to hear what elon thinks about psychics because that's really what put a b in uh 
Joe's bonnet. I just, I want Joe to have an experience of some sort so we can just like. Uh, 100%. But I just felt like this guy, like his intentions were some of the best I've heard from these guys. That are billionaires, like oh, he's putting his money where his mouth is. At I, least. I, I, I think so, and and, and just because, like, he proved in this why people don't say they saw aliens. Yeah, because Joe Rogan will shit down your fucking throat. <laughs> a guy that wants to believe, yeah. Because <laughs> was, he said, "Well, I would, I didn't want to tell my wife because you're crazy." Like it's, it, it, it's, it, I, it was apparent. I don't know because he, he said the poltergeist story. You yeah. know what I mean? And Joe was so disappointed. That he heard a crazy sound. It was like he said he was a chiropractor. <laughs> Basically. but A vegan chiropractor. But then it's supported by him saying, you know, we can't lose sight of spirituality. Yeah. What, like, very grounded. And not Joe, who does DMT and thinks he might go to another universe. Like, why is that? I just, come yeah, on. Yeah, there's Guys, a disconnect. Dude. I feel like Bigelow should have done or should do it. Or should be interested in doing DMT. For sure. Has he not? He said he didn't? Well, it felt like he was asking Joe, like, do you learn something when you come back? Like, mm -hmm. is there something tangible? It, 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 I feel like you guys are scoring this low. I really enjoyed this podcast. I just didn't enjoy Joe. I uh, gave it a two and a half. Like I, give, I, I give Bigelow a four. Oh, we're rating I we're the, no, no, I was just I, just... I was explaining. I already gave Freddie Gibbs a two and a half, and my rating for the week was a two and a half. So I thought it was obvious that... I'm giving it a two and a half on its, like merit but it was a it wasn't a good listen no this was one of the worst uh jobs joe has done i got a message from a patreon this week that was like i'm officially done with joe i'm only listening to you guys which i'm like oh i don't that's not yeah, really that's what we're here a, for that's not a great yeah, idea <laughs> i highly don't suggest you no I, I i see those and usually the thing i say and we'll go back if you guys say it's uh, good say something yeah. or something uses a reference uh we learned that women are the best astronauts yeah they're light and smart which is just pathetic on our part. Not, that we, we we only send men. No, we need small people to get like we're so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you know it's what true. I mean. It's, You're going into space, dummies. Figure it we're out. We're in the Stone Age. Like you can't get an elephant up there ever. What I don't know. What that's why an elephant Kamar, up there. That's ever. why it's never gonna work. I don't man. think so. That's why we uh, we should be only focused on the oceans and the how oceans. we're gonna live underwater. They touched on that for a second. Yeah, because another thing Joe hates. Well, is no, the, the fact that there could possibly be things underwater that oh he doesn't God. believe in. I'd like to maybe have a James Cameron on. Yeah, that um, would be great. There's another so he could guy, shit down another well, no, billionaire's no, no. throat. But there's another guy who put his money where his mouth is, Kamar. He's like, nobody will go to the bottom of the ocean, so I'm going to build a sub to do it. But, but I mean, you... you. Well, he built the sub for the Titanic. I will... You will never, you will never uh, stop talking about it, but I myself agree, like... That we should know more about the oceans than, I think we know more about Mars now than we know about the oceans, yeah. probably. A and listen, they're keeping us out of the oceans. Wait, let's, okay, well, let's call a spade. They're a spade. keeping us out of the oceans. That's a relief. I, then. Please get back on Instagram and start, or get on Clubhouse and start this little conspiracy fucking group. Oh no, but they're they, keeping us. Hashtag they're keeping us out of the oceans. They absolutely are keeping us out of the oceans, and. It, look, if they weren't, we would be going down instead of up. Like, this is a no-brainer, guys. <laughs> a no-fucking-brainer. Shut the fuck up. We should be going down, not up. I agree. I, it, that's just the least talked yeah. about or if, if spoken I, of. If I ran it the zoo... It just seems glaringly obvious. Matt, 
if I ran the zoo. I love how you need me to look at you. There's Wait. a pain of fuck. I can't. Like, you look I like you're pixelated. No, We're, he's a witness relocation. Oh, my God. That's totally what it is. It's totally what it is, except your voice is real. You need the uh, distorter. Um, yeah, we, we don't have a hope. Down we, instead um, of up. We, we, we find some sort of balance with spirituality. And I, I, you can't say God or whatever, but like, I don't know. I mean, that'll be the real kicker, right? And and I guess that's, you know, you never hear about anybody coming back really and being like, yeah, I was there. This is exactly how it works. I guess you do. Well, he's got a million dollars waiting for you if you do. Well, no, that's what's his name, right? Uh, uh, who's the guy who had the million dollar prize if you could do anything to prove psychic being real? I forget his name. Oh, Joe, he, Redding the, or something. This guy didn't like him. This guy said he was a fraud <laughs> he's, and that yeah. he's, he's never going to pay off. But this guy's having a contest. If you can have the best story about proof of an afterlife, oh, really? you get a million dollars. Well, that's he said, cool, if only man. If only three people put in stories, I mean, number third place gets $250,000. better start writing, eh? So I hope, and, and the deadline, I think, was like two days ago. Oh, well, I'm too late. No, but you still can submit the story. Hopefully something will come in. of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the neatest thing, you know, we would say, I wonder, it's something that we were always sailing around but never mentioned, is the Jackie Gleason story. Oh, fuck. Thank you. I want to say that was the best part of this episode because it made me think I was like, it shows you what like top secret was back then versus now because now there's no way a president could walk just Joe Rogan into a top secret. Well, they facility. must have been drinking in Las Vegas or something. I, I, I of was course. trying to, like, they weren't drinking Washington and, like, and flu- No, no, no. They would have sobered up by then. And, um, but, uh, Joe talks about Jack Gleason all the time. I've oh. never heard Joe mention Jack. Oh, from the pool. Of, yeah, yeah. The okay, because the hustler, yeah. But I never noticed him talk about this Jackie Gleason story. Never. He didn't know and it. He's, well, as if Joe is not immediately buying that UFO house. $12, 12 million. million? Did you look Give it up? Give me a fucking break. Did you look it up? No, is it cool? It's very cool. Hold on, I'm going to look it up it's right now. It's super cool. Just do Jackie Gleason UFO house. No, I'm not if someone on the Patreon wants to buy us the $12 million uh Just send us house. a $12 million. Dollars and we'll we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll work it out from here. there. Dude, $12 million is fucking dick to Joe. Well, it's a lot to Kamar. Yeah, it's a lot to anybody, but nothing to Joe. Well, um, what are you talking about? That's 10% of his. Oh, well, you think that's like, you think that's 1% of his Spotify I think deal. That, so, yeah, Joe's Spotify deal was huge. Have you not really, you haven't million, clued into that yet? Dollars. Yeah, I think it's 100 billion. You guys are so silly. Um, 100 million dollars, and they probably pay for a new studio or something. You like guys that. are fucking adorable. <laughs> You're both adorable. But the Jackie Gleason story. You didn't look it up? No. It looks like your typical UFO, which you might think it is, but how else can it be? Oh, my God, that's so cool. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, Well, I mean, if Jackie what, Gleason what then see? rebuilt the thing in his backyard, that's kind of, and then built a, like, alien house. This is a crazy He, he house, saw something man. that motivated him to do that. I mean, listen, if you want to go as deep as Simon would go, though, that's, like, the best fucking op ever. You bring a high-profile person into a setup location, or you show them something that isn't actually what okay, it is. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, okay. That, that, that's, a, that's, that's an explanation. I'm not Other, saying that's. It. I'm just saying that's one side that it I could. I needed to hear that. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, because otherwise, like it's like the one thing Joe said is of all the things you can know, he wants to go to that hangar. 
and see that thing. Yeah. That's that just, okay, this is what we're dealing with. And we're hoping that's 100 days from now or 140 days from now. Why 140 days from now? Because in the COVID bill, they had the 180 days to release all the information. Oh, I don't remember. You don't remember mm. talking about that? You know yeah. what I'm talking about, right, I do, Simon? I do. And that's what we're hoping is going to come out, right? All the cards on the table. This craft, what, whatever. I mean, I don't feel people are excited about it. And you, you talk to people, no one has the passion Simon has. Like, I, I don't know anyone who cares about aliens or no. UFOs or don't know a half single. the shit he brings up. No. Like, I say, oh, by the way, you know that? Like, fuck if that. I said the name Lou Elizondo to, <laughs> to anyone other than Simon, <laughs> I'm getting a big fucking what? Could no, care less. No. And it's obviously because of lack of evidence. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I, I listen, I think it's interesting and I'm sure they exist. I just, it's not on my radar. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it isn't right this second. But it will be soon. We well, hope. Maybe it will be. Maybe. Or maybe it won't be. It'll or be another nothing burger. Maybe it won't be. Uh, those, are, those are all my notes. All right. I want to talk more about the ocean. Okay, well, we can hit the ocean in the post, Joe. Fuck that, man. Give all that time to Freddie Gibbs, and now you're rushing me on the ocean, eh? I, this, got, this got the same time. All right. All right. Fine. Do you want to rate it, Simon? Um, like I said, I give uh, Bob a four, and I, I don't usually do this, but I give the episode whatever I said a two. You said two and a half. Yeah, and I, I just I feel that's like generous. I, I Joe was so it was just it was stupid. It didn't make any sense. He seemed so weird. It was a tough listen for sure. But He's again, so Joe's also, hold on. Annoyed. Let's also give, the guy's human. Maybe he had a bad day. Like you No, know. but he's been like this for a while. Okay, You've fine. Heard me make this I'm trying to give the guy, hey. Bigfoot for a long time now. I'm trying to give our Lord and Savior Rogan the fucking, you know, just the benefit of the doubt here. Maybe he had a bad well, day. Like, well, listen. For me, I give this episode a four. Weird. Joe's seen better days. Okay. But I mean, he's our Lord and Savior, so <clears> like, <throat> he, he is only human. I just wonder, Lady Doth protests too much. There's something there, but... He's been compromised? Compromised, but... By the psychic community. Someone, well, someone's family got ripped off by a psychic or something. Somebody's like, got to come on who Joe respects and give him the way it should be. How can you not respect this guy? That's what I don't understand. Well, he just... These old guys get flustered by Joe. We need like an Eric Weinstein on there who's as passionate about UFOs and spirits and consciousness so they can fight back against Joe when he gets into one of these... Um, Look at him. How can you hate that guy? Skeptic tank feelings, you know? I give it a two and a half. This guy made me think... Big, big ideas. I give it a four. It was interesting. And it was good... Do you think any one of us will ever be a millionaire? I hope so. If, oh, I hope to God. I hope all of us, because if all of us are, that means this thing's gone to the moon. Or we've bought a lottery ticket and got dumb luck. I hope that happens, or conversely, I hope that no one needs to be a millionaire anymore, and we can all just, you know, get along, chill. I mean, Simon is a business, yeah, so he's most likely... At the bottom of the sea. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Sebastian. <laughs> Um, all right. I guess that, uh, that was that. That's an episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope you, uh, enjoyed the show. I can't even see the fucking, can't even see the notes at the bottom. We do have an Instagram and a Twitter. Uh, it's at J R E E podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram at Kamar Babar for the local weather. Um, you can also join the conversation on the Reddit. It's r slash J R E E podcast. If you want to join there, we always post, well, Simon doesn't do shit, but Kamar and I are on there chatting it up with uh, you folks. If you have anything you want to say, ask us. 
comments, this, that, and the next. Um, oh, the YouTube. This one might be on YouTube. Um, might not. Who knows? But I'm going to try to get Kamar and I on camera, and Simon can stay in his little bubble for as long as he feels the need. Uh, it's youtube.com slash podcast if you want to watch the show, see what we look like, see what Chico looks like, all that fun stuff. And, uh, of course, the Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcast. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. Uh, it helps us uh, upgrade the show. And uh, that's it. it. supports us. You get the post show for that, too. So that's always super important. Anything in closing, gentlemen? Uh, oceans. Oceans, okay. Ad- advocate for exploring your oceans, folks. And don't forget to uh, hit up betterhelp.com and uh, tell them we sent you. Betterhelp.com slash JRE. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week, weekend. Stick around for the post show. And as usual, keep your eyes open, folks. Thank you.